Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the very talented and very litigious Kelly Gates 47. Kelly Gates is a defense lawyer out of Canada that doubles as a fucking rockstress out of Canada. Uh... Kelly, uh, Kelly, and her partner Joe are uh, fantastic human beings. Um, they are just just the sweetest people, and Kelly is just such is such a nice human being. And then to watch the transformation from like nice, soft spoken Kelly to like rock Kelly is so amazing. So there's a performance involved here, and um, you gotta go watch it on the YouTube or on the video version. Uh, you can watch it on Twitch too. Um, it's in my highlights, and the—I I mean, it, it, you could just see it. Like she just, she's like, she furrows her brow and she gets real fucking serious. It's dope. It's so dope. I love that. I love. It's what I love about musicians is that they could be this very soft-spoken, this very down-the-earth person and then get on stage and become a god you know and, and you know i'm not trying to be weird and kelly is a god but but she channels her inner goddess you know what i mean and it comes out and it's fucking dope uh she's a rocker and, and i respect that i respect the shit out of it joe is just a nice human being in his own right and he's a drummer and he does things as well uh i i, I respect the hell out of both of them they were both actually on Raina's, Raina, my wife, she has her own, she, she did this couples podcast a couple months ago, and it was really fun, and Joe and Kelly were one of the couples we invited on, so it, I already kind of knew them, and we already had a rapport, so it was very fun to just sort of pick up the conversation, um, kind of where we left off. So enjoy this conversation between myself and Kelly and Joe. Joe pops in a little bit later because he worked, he was working so um, he could not be there right away, but he does join and he is on the drums. So stick around for that. We'll get to Kelly. Oh, go and check out Kelly on her Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash kellygates47. And that's K-E-L-L-Y Gates, G-A-T-E-S 47. So go and give your girl some love. There's some, Her socials are in the show notes. So go click around and, and, and get some Kelly Gates in your life. We'll get to Kelly in just a moment, but first, go check out RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the latest single from Raina Mystique called Ready, Set, Go, a song, a, a very quick rap song about Dr. Eggman and Sonic and his pursuits. So, uh, go check it out. If you missed it on the last episode, we 
played the song at the top of the show. So if you missed it, go listen to the last show with Jory Abner and you'll hear the song or go click on the show note link and uh, go click on the link in the show notes and it'll take you right to uh, a platform that suits you best to listen to Ready Set Go, the new single from Rain of Mystique. Also, go find Rain of Mystique four days a week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rain of Mystique. She streams Mondays through Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. So get yourself some Raina in your coffee cup. Uh, what else we got going? Oh, yes. Uh, we Speak English Good is on Twitch. Go check us out. We stream Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sometimes on the weekends, just for fun. Come be a part of the conversation in the live stream. Be a part of chat. Come be come come contribute your ideas. Come ask questions to the guests that you love. It's a great time. We play games, win prizes. I do live music streams. It all goes down on the Twitch channel. So go and check it out now. Twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. You can also go check out the latest single from my band, JT and the Conspiracy, called Love Drunk Wasted. We recorded this over the pandemic remotely, and we just released it because, well, we're stoners. (laughs) This is what happens, okay? Well, uh, not all of us. We're not all stoners. I'm sorry. Not all of us are stoners. Jason and Drew are not stoners. Or, or Zach is not a stoner either. Look, it's just me. I'm just a stoner. It's I'm the only stoner. So go check out the song. The link is in the show notes. So go enjoy that. Uh, also, WSEG, me, I've released some songs. Go check out Hamburger 2099. It's coming out. I already got the next song. I'm trying to work on mixing and mastering. I'm still getting in some vocals in from the rapper. It's going to be a hip-hop uh, a hip hop synth wavy type song, so uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I think we're gonna call it Hierarchy, and uh, it's gonna be coming out here sometime in November. I'm trying to get some animation done, but it's ridiculous. So, there might not be any animation, I might lose interest in the project before animation even occurs. So, I don't know. I just had a good idea, I thought I had a fun idea about animation, and I don't, anyways, we're moving on. Uh, what else we got? Go like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Discord, Snapchat, TikTok, all of it. We're there. Go go click around in the show notes. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, follow us on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also go ahead and find us on uh, you subscribe to us on Twitch and on YouTube. And you can also leave a review for us. It helps us and uh we'll read it on air so go and to your apple itunes and go around also you can find me and my son we do a family friendly stream most weekends we did saucy stream this last weekend uh but he did uh, irl streams and it was really cool it was really fun we had we had some friends in there some of his community was, was popping in to check it out uh, uh but we do family friendly gaming streams uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash saucy chicken nugget with one N. And of course, donations are appreciated, but never required. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Oh, check out our Threadless store. If you want to help support the show monetarily, go to our Threadless store. We, thre- uh, we speak English good. Threadless.com and go and pick out a t-shirt of your choosing. The link is in the show notes. Go enjoy that. Okay. I think we have gotten through most of everything. 
Today on the live stream is our Halloween stream, so I'll be dressed up in a mystery. I don't know what it is yet, but we'll figure it out. And uh, we got uh, Surreal Ramen is back on the show, and we're going to be telling ghost stories and doing all kinds of fun stuff. So let's, uh, let, let's be prepared for that. So after this, go and wait for the live stream to start. Go! Go do it! No, I'm just joking. You don't have to. Um, or you should. Maybe you do have to. Maybe I'm watching you. Okay, this is getting ridiculous. I am so puffy. I've eaten so much food. My legs are so sore from New York still. It's ridiculous. All right, guys. Let's get over to Kelly Gates 47. And uh, let's enjoy. All right, guys. I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for having me. I apologize for my allergies. They are quite disastrous today. There's no need to apologize for things you can't really control, so it's okay. Lots of sniffing. That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sniff together, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 add in some extra sniffs so you don't feel alone. We'll oh, be thanks. Here sniffing together. <laughs> it's like why why I really like the podcast, but like there's this episode where it sounds like he's just blowing cocaine for like two hours. <laughs> it's nuts. It's just nuts, bro. <laughs> oh yeah uh anyways i'm ready it took her long enough to find the correct proper pajama bottoms before tuning that's in. right king <laughs> they're not even pajama bottoms they're actually sweatpants i failed oh come on <laughs> kelly ruin the image we, the we, image. we demand pajama bottoms um <laughs> no we don't girl 2.0 what's going on good to see you thanks for being here um anyways i i, I have to start i'm sniffing meth thank you uh I'm going to have to, like, not pay attention to chat for a second so I could actually get to some of these questions that are coming. Oh, my God, there's a melodica solo. Come on, you guys. How dare right you? in the hot tub, Lego. Right in the yeah, hot tub. Yeah, no, this is how we do it. We we go fully clothed in the get hot tub because that's how we do. That's how we do. Unsubs, unfollows, burns down everything. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's the that's the intended <laughs> that's extreme th- that's the intended <laughs> response we're looking for right is like <laughs> after i watched this podcast i burnt everything down and <laughs> that's just how it goes baby uh zaddy did the pink guy uh okay okay so we'll start with questions from the chat since they, they were very much uh very excited to see you so um uh the first question call comes from call me sober for two months um and it, it's waffles or pretzels now kelly before you get too hasty and start wow. answering this question i want you to consider the fact that we're talking about fresh baked pretzels not not that bullshit oh, that you find that in not those little cracker yeah, 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 ass yeah. little hard cardboard things we're talking about freshly baked with salt yes. and, and the <clears throat> condiments of your choosing and uh, that's what we're talking about so kelly gates mm. do you prefer waffles however you choose or pretzels however i choose like with Both. any topping <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like waffles and chicken sure like chicken waffles sure. yeah yeah, I gotta go with waffles because of that chicken waffles often. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could do. I don't think you could do a chicken pretzel because there are too many big holes. <laughs> so any 
you just wouldn't be able to eat it together. Just be mostly holes. Yes. Yeah. We start with <laughs> so the tough question. Yeah, this is the tough yeah. question. Yeah, exactly. With maple syrup. With maple exactly. syrup. That's right, exactly. Joe. <laughs> Don't text and drive. It just drives. Stop it, Joe. We Stop know what you're. And drive. We know what you're doing, Joe. <laughs> Too many whole skittles. That's right. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, so we got a malacca. So let me do that in a little bit, James. Just let me get through some of these because I wanna, I wanna make sure we get through these questions and uh, you know make sure that everybody's <laughs> okay. So um, we got a would you rather wop waffles and pool poule. And Pou- and, pou- oh. What is it called? Poulet. I thought you said poutine, Uru. No, not poutine. Poulet. All right, so we're gonna do a would you rather. <laughs> Yes, it, it is Raina. It's the Joe. Sorry, sorry. I never knew this was Joe. <laughs> All right, I shuffled it. I don't know why. Um, let me see if I've gotten this one. Uh, I think I. Uh, oh yeah, we did this one already, and we can't be doing the repeats. Nope, we done that one. This was. <laughs> would you rather be a stunt pooper? But Mar- Marianne, there are big holes. That's the problem. <laughs> They have big holes. Bagels, one hole. Pretzels, two holes. Well, <laughs> technically, pretzels could have three holes. If you three look, holes? Yeah. If you look at yeah. it, you know. Um, one, two, and then three. Yeah. At the bottom. So, you know, it's a, it's a full-on it's a full on pastry gangbang here. Um, <laughs> get angry. Okay. Let's see. I'm sorry. <laughs> no gaping holes allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gaping, folks. Keep those holes nice and tight. I think if you have channel points, you can you can put in a, a question. Okay, here we go. Um, he, here's this. Okay, Kelly Gates. I'm scared. <laughs> Would you rather have a quiet, moderately satisfying sex three times a week or have furniture smashing, screaming, orgasmic sex once a month? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the one I randomly picked. Once a month? Yeah. Or, or wait, what was the first one? What three, was the first three one? Three satisfying, having three moderately satisfying sex three times a week or have does, furniture smashing, screaming, orgasmic sex once a month. Does moderately satisfying lead to a climax or no? <laughs> well, I mean, there is satisfying. I, I think there's, it says satisfied, so... Whatever moderate, whatever moderately satisfying is to you, you're like moderately satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I gotta go with the once a month thing. I, it would be spe- It would be really a really special one time a month. Yeah, I'm wondering as opposed what, to always having like. Uh, what What do you think Joe would say? I don't know what Joe would say. Come on, you you have to have a suspicion. I think Joe would go with. He goes with dot dot dot. That's a, that's a really special one. Time. I guess I guess Joe's the opposite. Joe wants the three. Wants the the consistency. God. <laughs> As opposed to the not once a month. He said. <laughs> See, I think that's the big thing, though. I think that's a big thing between women and men. Is that you know, men is more like. I heard someone describe it as like men are more like a valve, you know, that needs to release some pressure. So even like three, even like one moderately satisfying orgasm is the 
best thing happening that day for a dude. You know what I mean? Like, this is great. <laughs> it's moderate. So, you know, it's just, just get it out. And not to make the ladies feel like you guys are just, you know, repositories or anything. It's it's more like, <laughs> it's just that, it, it's just like, it, it's just physical, like what we are, you know? It's just like dudes are this. No, I can and, see that. And, yeah. and it's tough. And I get it. And like, because women, they prefer, you know, like us... Uh, most women that I know, at least, uh, prefer like, uh, you know, they need a little getting warmed up. They need a little more effort than just like, hey, drop trial, let's go. You know, it's more like a, you know, you need a little bit more than just start horny rubbing and, and let's go. So, you know, I, 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 it's always funny to see the differences between men and women in these No, subjects. I think that's fair. Because That's probably much more common. It, I think it's very common. I think it's very common. And, and it's funny because I feel like women, when they're being, like, barraged by their partner, and especially if they're in, like, a male-female, you know, uh, relationship, <laughs> that it, 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 it can get annoying for the woman. Because, and I don't, you know, I don't know how much you want to talk about your sex relationship, but I'm just talking <laughs> in general here, you know, like... <laughs> You know, it gets annoying when a dude's like, you know, he just, it's been like a week or a month and you're just like, uh, it like literally makes dudes stupid. Like you're literally walking around like you're literally, it's like, like, like it, it's like semen has replaced all the blood in your brain and all, you're just, just simple idiots. Like we turn into stupid people and it, it's just very, it's a very sad situation and, uh. I don't know. I, I get why women are so like uh, when they're like uh, when when they don't feel like they're appreciated and they don't feel like they're having an intimate relationship rather than they're just letting you release a valve, you know. So I, I get I get where I get where that goes though. I get I get how women are. I I can understand why women feel like they're just receptacles and they're not like. But it but it's just like it, it's shitty biology. That's all. We're just like crappy meat men. Carter, Gina, how the hell are you? I hate long four plays. Get it out. <laughs> Marianne, I like you, Marianne. <laughs> Let's just get right to the point, right? <laughs> no, and, 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 and it is something that I feel like, uh, you know, dudes need to take more more uh, consideration into. So, I don't know. I don't know. Where, 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 where do you stay? Are, are you one of those people that need to be, like, coerced? In, not coerced. That sounds horrible. Me? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. Like I do don't know... I don't know that I need to be coerced. <laughs> That's what I, I know. That was the wrong. That was wrong. That was stupid. Um, I'm sorry. I, but I'm just. No, like, no, 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 no. It's a no. It, it, I, I guess it just de depends on this on the right. situation. Um, but I think, damn, <laughs> damn it, Joe, and your coercion. <laughs> that was the worst, worst phrasing for that. Do you need coercion to get it on? Like, oh, God. No, I I don't think I do. I don't think I need coercion. I think though I just for me the my my thinking was that would that just become boring mm. if it was just moderate every single time? Yeah. Although satisfying. Yeah. I guess the satisfying is something that should be thought of because it's what was it three times a week as opposed to once a month. Once a month, yeah. But yes, yes, once a month is not nearly enough, I guess. <laughs> 
but but it, but you don't. But but that's the thing. It's not enough for who. It's not enough for you, or it's not enough for right. your partner. It's like, and that's where the the problems come in. It's like, and I think that's where you know relationships can really falter. Is like when you're not open about these things. It's like because if you have a mate who has a high sex drive, and then you're just you know regular person. That there, there's problems it that can, can come. Right. It can cause problems. Yes. It can cause disconnect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like it, it could have people. You know, it could have have someone feeling like they're unwanted. They're unattractive. They don't want to be touched. You know, it's like, oh, am I just disgusting? Does this person hate me? And it's really, it's just, you know, it's just personal preference and how things are done. And it's just part of figuring out a relationship and making it work. And and that can be hard for some people. I know. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's what is enough is not going to be the same for every Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, I mean, like the the thing of like me and and my wife, Raina, like after she had a baby, you know, like I was like, all right, let's just get back to it, you know? And and she's like, yo, I just had something rip out of me. All these emotions are happening. Um, like I'm in postpartum. It, it just it, it was a, it was a really hard time for us, and especially for me. Just in in the aspect of sex itself, it it really held such a high standard for me at that time, and it was something I really had to understand. It, it was really a part of learning who my mate is and who my partner was because. After you have a baby, shit changes. Oh, <laughs> Shit's yeah. way oh, different. Yeah. Expectations yeah. are different. And so it was really, you know, me relearning. It's like, you know, this is, this is, you know, she, she's, she's a human, not just someone I can just be like, all right, it's time. You know, time. Daddy's hungry. You know, it's like she's a human being who, you know, has emotions and also had something rip out of her vagina and 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 now is latched to her breast you know all the time drinking of her you know it was just it's just it's just dudes do need to take a step back and, and especially when they're getting to these moments where they're really feeling like they're they're not getting anywhere it's like you got to take a step back and like and really you know assess the situation and be like okay where's she at where am i at in life like why is she like you know like there has to be more to it than just silence and no sex you know and 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 just like sad moments in bed you know you guys are together in bed but <laughs> miles apart you know Right. But uh, anyways, uh, hi, welcome. <laughs> hi. <laughs> we really got into it there at the very beginning. <laughs> it was all that would you rather hard shit. Questions the hard questions first. <laughs> I, the hard questions first. The hard questions first. Anyways, uh, timing is also key. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. Timing is also a huge thing. Um, yes. You know, I, I I want your opinion on this. Uh, like, what do what do you how do you, how does this fall on your ears? What I'm saying. Me? Yeah. What? What? what about what? About, but, but about how 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 men and and how how relationships can you know be on edge? And you know, I'm not trying to get you to tell me about you and Joe's intimate no. time. I'm just your opinion and how these things, how how you view these things, and and how you view, you know, like how you view, um, you know, sex within a relationship and how it could you know become you could be a really beautiful thing or a really sad thing. Yeah. Well, I think. It's been said, I think, a couple of times. Joe is saying communication and compromise. And right. Skittles also said communication. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely an important part of any relation, most relationships. Um, but what each person is expecting and what each person wants needs to be made clear to each other. Or else, as you were saying, one person is going to think, well, they don't 
maybe they're not attracted to me anymore. Or maybe they're not, you know, they don't feel this way about me anymore. So there definitely always has to be a continuous, maybe not continuous, but conversations about what is being expected and why certain things are a certain way. And maybe one person feels a certain way about it because um, they're not necessarily communicating what they want um, uh, or what they might enjoy. Yeah. And if that's the case, uh, then, you know, you might not want it as often because you're not letting your partner know that oh, I'm not really, this is not really working for me or can we try this or, or, or something like that. So um, I think in a, in a lot of ways, communication is really important, but also <laughs> continuous hanky. Thanks, Joe. Um, <laughs> I think also what can be damaging um, if I want to, to go down that road is expectations that are being set by things like um, popular media or what have you. So mm. sometimes people will feel like they're inadequate or feel like yes. they're not doing things properly because an ex a certain expectation has been set by um, by the media. And yeah. that definitely should never be the basis upon which people judge their own relationships. That's a great um, point. Yeah. You should be judging your own relationship on your the two people who are in right. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not totally. because on TV, you know, they're knocking things over and breaking walls, you know, like, well, <laughs> whoops, but I also, why are we doing that? You know, like, <laughs> but I also think that you, you hit on something else as well with like, um, uh, with, with, uh, entertainment and even pornography and how that is right. sort of setting this crazy standard, um, for, for young women, for, you know, and for men, for young men, uh, and, and you know, everyone in between the non-binary folks, you know, these are setting unrealistic, um, unrealistic expectations right. and and it's crazy how you see like young boys are getting are having um uh what is that when you can't get it up what's that called sorry dysfunction erectile <laughs> yeah dysfunction? erectile dysfunction you're having <laughs> erectile dysfunction is happening in younger and younger men because they spent their whole teenage years in their rooms on the internet just fucking ripping at it all you know all day and all night I did not know that was a thing oh, like no it is it is it, it's oh, wow. it, it's crazy and, and then the expectations of women who have to you know like women feel like they have to live up to them too young women who can be yes. impressional yes. and and that's and that's terrible you know like a you know you take just because you watch something on the porno and that's what you've been wanking to for the last 4 years you get out into the real world and you expect this young woman to 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 do all these crazy things that your favorite porn star is doing and not to say that sex is crazy or anything if you're into that shit do it up do it up big baby i am all about fit as much shit in there as you can that's what i say <laughs> that's what i say do it big baby do it big but it's it's just like I don't know it's 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 uh, exclamation point kg kg they, uh, ah. if you guys want uh, any of the links for Kelly, um, but yeah I I don't know it's uh it, it's definitely like a situation and, and I thought you brought up a really good point with media and stuff and even taking it further with with you know pornography and how widespread that's become something for these young folks who are latching onto it and. Uh, yeah, it's really sad. I mean, you, uh, you, in your music, you tend to take on social issues, right? Like that's something that you like to, to cover. 
and 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 I definitely think that this is a a, a big social issue that uh, that needs to be talked about because it is sad that you see these young people who are having sex problems at such young ages, and you have these precedences set. Um, I don't know what what do you think that could be done to sort of offset that. Uh, well, it's hard because the internet makes things so easily accessible. Right. Um, even some things that shouldn't be accessible are are really easily accessible um, that yeah. you wouldn't really expect. But I think, I'm, oh, King Dambreaker. Um, I think I w- I was actually um, talking to Joe about this. It's it sort of it related, but not either. Another huge issue is is the is the issue of consent. Yes. Um, and so um, I think, and a lot of things feed into that, including you know the way things are portrayed in pornography or the way things are portrayed in the media. Um, and I, I think what would be good to address it is for us not to be so queasy about talking about it to to, to young kids in school. Absolutely. They're they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're going to do it. Yeah, they're out there. They're fucking. They're out there fucking right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so we got to teach them how to do it safely, um, how to, you know, what behaviors may or may not be unhealthy um, without shaming any sort of behaviors Mm -hmm. that each party is consenting to. Um, And also talking about what could be nuances of consent. Mm -hmm. Um, Because certain actions... (laughs) I don't want to get into too much detail because I can get very oh, and now I'm alone here because it could get very boring if I go into too much technical detail. But, I don't think it's boring um, at all. I'm actually really <laughs> curious of what you. I, I I'm personally curious, so I mean, I'd love for you to explain more. I, I so I think there's a sometimes there's a bit of a lack of understanding of what counts as consent and when consent can be vitiated. Um, there's you know um, there are situations where uh, an individual will remove a condom without the consent, one or the other, without the consent of the other. That can vitiate consent. Sometimes, of course, if there's excessive drinking and somebody's way too drunk to decide whether or not they are, they want to do what they're being expected to do, yeah. um, it can be problematic. Yeah, um, sometimes when you're engaging in the activity and someone doesn't want to go too far and the other is sort of still pushing, like sometimes that can become problematic if you go too hard. So, I think, I think there is definitely something to be taught, at, at least to younger kids, about you know um, what is consent, what's safe, uh, and what's not. And I and there's just way, I, like I remember when I was in school, sex ed was like, here's a banana, here's a condom. This is how the condom works. Okay, see you later, goodbye. <laughs> Good you luck. know, it was like, thanks. That's very helpful, <laughs> but you know, I think we definitely need to go into a little bit more detail on that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. It, it, it's weird that we still have this weird puritanical approach to sex, you know, and um, especially here in the states, which is so divided. In that, I mean, like when you look at states like Texas and I think Georgia or something, and these, uh, you know, these abortion things, it's like it's fucking sickening to me. Like, how are you going to yes. tell somebody to what to do with their bodies? And um, and and that goes in line too with these this this mandated vaccine thing for me as well. It's like how are you going to tell someone what to do with their bodies, 
And then and, and then people are picking and choosing like, okay, well, you can't tell women what to do with their bodies, but we can tell everybody what to do with their bodies. So it's a very weird time we're living in where fucking, you know, we're, we're, the way we look at sex, the way we look at culture is all through this crazy filter of like Twitter and like, you know, and, 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 and Facebook and, and everyone's anger and everyone's opinion. So it's like it's really hard to kind of even find a, a, a middle ground where we can all agree on something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just it's gotten to that weird, weird place now. Um, with as Because you're a lawyer, correct? You're a criminal lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just want to point out also, you know, how like we get when 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 uh, this whole puritanical thing, how we opened up this conversation about sex and how uncomfortable it, it made some people. And, and I could tell it was making the chat a little uncomfortable. It made you a little uncomfortable. But it's that that weird thing that we're sort of embedded into us that we have this like this weird look at sex. To, and, and I feel like that's part of the problem in itself is that we have this really uncomfortable thing with sex. Yes. And, and, and when we start seeing it out in the real world, when you start seeing trans people expressing their their who they are and when you see all these people, you know, the, the LGBTQ, you know, all these things that have to do with sex is very uncomfortable for people because of how we have sort of embedded this puritanical view on shit yes. and, and this yeah. very Christian-based thing. It's nothing against Christianity, folks. I, all good. Go worship Jesus and all that good stuff. Um, I, it's just that that there are problems that come with um, these, uh, you know, these ways of thinking and, and, and the fact that we couldn't even sit here and talk about sex in a comfortable manner at the beginning speaks volumes to... I think a broader sense of how the world feels, or at least our our North American territory here. You know, we kind of shit. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. Scap. Hi, Scap. And thank you so much for gifting Scap. I appreciate you, my friend. I'm mostly um, confused when the link is the link is to our guest. Oh, I don't know what that. You guys. Also, the concept <laughs> of commitment, mm, mon- monogamy versus poly. Ooh, yeah, that's weird too, huh? Not weird, but you know, it's also. I mean, so- it's it's. A, I think it's similar with exactly. Yeah, polyamorous relationship. You just need to make sure that everybody is on the same page because mm. I am. I'm sure, like the possibility of jealousy, for example, becomes very, very real. <laughs> Um, in a polyamorous relationship. Do you think like you, can you do it without the other person? Yeah, I don't know. You right. know, like is that is that gonna be it anyway? So yeah. I yeah, but I do agree with you. I think we have, and I'm guilty of this too. It just oh yeah, me too. Being way very way too queasy about it. It's a fact of life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. A lot, most probably most people do it. And yeah. Yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but yeah. for whatever reason, you know, we're okay with um murder death kill mm-hmm. but as soon as there is any sort of reference to sex or something like that it's like well just yeah you know no yeah. can't do that put that you back in the bag that. that's got to be rated r mm-hmm. that's got to be you know 18 plus because there's sex in it but right. if it's if it's got murder who cares yeah blood violence it's gore it's totally cool but don't you dare show someone expressing love. A boob? Oh my god! <laughs> oh lord, a Shame. nipple! Ah. Shame! 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 Hey. <laughs> ding ding! Yeah, exactly, man. It's uh, it, 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 it's just so deeply embedded into our culture, and it's really, it's it's really. 
it's really it's really odd to me. It's really odd to me. And uh, you know, again, I, I'm, I get weird about sex too. You know, like I get I get a little uncomfortable. It, it's it's fine. You know, it's just part it's of it. Peepee. It's peepee. It's <laughs> peepee. Can't talk about peepee. <laughs> I do love I boobs peepee. though. Yeah, no, me too. Boobs are amazing. Actually, I, I don't want to tell you guys because my next single is all about consent and boobs. So that's just a little. <laughs> There you go. It's perfect. Consent and boobs. That's my next concept, baby. Uh, Because, yeah, I I do think, uh, you know, consent is a huge problem that we're dealing with right now, especially with the youth, you know. And it's just it's it's just all very mixed up. If people are sexually liberated, they become more confident and uh, autonomous. They gain power and the powers that be to what they gain power and the powers that be the control. I don't know what that means, but I do agree, I guess, you know, if you have, if you have, uh, you know, if you, if you are confident about your sexuality, I guess that transfers. I don't know. No, I I think Rain is right. If you're, yeah, if you're lose control, there we go. It was a typo. Yeah. Um, Yes. So I think, yeah, if you're sexuality is a very important part of everybody's identity or most people's identity. I'm sure some people, you know, I don't want to say everyone because I'm sure that everyone is very blanket. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so to be comfortable with your own sexual identity is going to help you be comfortable with how you present yourself to the world. And I think that's very true. So I think, you know, it is important for everyone to, um, to, yes. Get out there and liberate yourself, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Control, yuck. Um, Pick it up, put it down, welcome in. Thank you for being your sexual liberation indeed. Sometimes partners do not even know how to pleasure themselves, know what you like and communicate that. Yeah, for sure. And that's another thing is the education that that happens in the home because of this weird puritanical view on how our our cultures uh, view sex. It's kind of hard for parents to have this conversation with their children. And, 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 and that leads to some really scary things. You know, Raina used to work with young ladies in the school system out in San Diego uh, for underserved, in underserved communities. And so um, she was dealing with girls who didn't even know, like, how babies were born. They didn't know how to have sex. You know, they didn't know what things were. They didn't know what body parts were. I mean, this is really out there. Like, people really don't know. And, and it's just uh, just it's just pure ignorance. It's just pure lack of education because of how weird sex makes everyone feel. And people don't want to yeah. deal with that. And I think that's what's sort of happening now with everything that's happening. This this huge um, this huge movement of everybody, you know, everybody's everything's moving. Everything's sort of changing right now. We're in this huge sea change. And I think the big thing is everyone's sort of having to come to terms with how they view sexuality and sex, you know, and, and that, that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And, uh, well, I, I don't see us stopping our progress. And, I mean, yeah, policies can be put in place to stop progress, no problem. But yes. I don't see culture yes. stopping in that in that aspect. So, I don't know. Um, if you don't teach them, they'll be learning from some other dumbass team. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I see I see King Dambreakers really wants to get to some music talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair, fair since this is considered a music podcast, but the thing about music and art and shit, it's all part of life. 
and this is life. It's all connected. And we're, yes, we all yes, talk about parts of our lives. It's it's art and life is, is is one for me. So I mean, I don't know what it is for you, King Danbreaker, but art and life and the things that we talk about all make up this beautiful life that we call art. So um, I, we're getting to music, I promise. I love you guys. Thanks for being patient with me. Uh, okay, so we got another question from the guest. Uh, from Not from the guest. From Saucy Chicken Nugget, which I love that you put little emotes in here. What's your favorite animal? <laughs> yeah, all those emotes. I saw that. That was so cute. Um, my fa- I would, I'm going to have to say cat, cat because I've grown up my whole life with cats, and I just love cats. I think they're selective in their love but they love really hard if they select you and it's just so endearing when you're the one that they oh they choose i do i do like that i do like that whereas a dog will just sort of anybody who kind of comes along (laughs) yeah yeah. to a certain degree yes but but like a cat is very selective and they're just like i'm choosing you now you may pet me you may yes, pet me. and it's just when they cuddle with you, but they won't cuddle with anyone else. Right. You're just like, well, like, thank is... you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I know you love me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> King Danbreaker, you're a writer. Awesome. Heck yeah. No, I, I, uh, the Circle of Life Art Sex Podcast. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's how we do things. That's how we do it. You haven't met my dog. No, no I, 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 I do. I like both of the animals, but yes. Raina's more of a dog person. So I guess now I'm a dog person. But I've, I've liked cats. I like cats. I, I, I like them for that same reason because they're not all up in your shit. Like a dog will just be all up in your shit. Like okay, get, get the fuck out of here, you know. But like a cat will, they'll be all up in your shit. But. Not always. They're not always. They're not so needy. I think it's the neediness that I don't like. Yes. Is yeah. it? Do you, yeah. do you like needy people? <laughs> I don't know if I. I don't know if I know anybody in my life who I would even describe as needy. Uh, Joe needy. Um, <laughs> Kelly, help me. No, no I'm just kidding. Joe's not needy. <laughs> I'm needy. I'm super needy. He, he needs to be taken care of. Yeah, there you go. If I don't do certain things, they just won't get done. There you will starve. Joe is pretty <laughs> needy. <laughs> Scap. <laughs> Joe is pretty needy. <laughs> he needs to be taken um, care of. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know that I would describe anyone that I know as like super needy. So I, I, I can't. So probably not. You probably don't really associate with needy people. And as soon as they, as soon as they probably start presenting those traits, you'll probably start pushing away i imagine yes either that or my <laughs> description of needy is not right fair enough do you indulge in electronic music and if so I do. H- how yes. deep down do you go ever dwelled into experimental electronica if so who's your favorite artist no so there was a lot of questions in there first of all so you do like electronic music and how deep down do you go I used to like house music, not used to. I like house music. Mm. I used to listen to it a lot more, but I never go beyond what is I would I would imagine be described as mainstream. And and my discovery of it would really just be my sister being like, "Listen to this song; it's so cool." And then I'd listen to it, and be like, "Yeah, I love this. This is cool." And, then, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I don't go out of my way to try and find. <laughs> Yeah. 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 We're we're jamming. (laughs) We're jamming. Ever dwelled into experimental electronica? 
I don't even know what that is. I, what, what would be considered experimental. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's but, it. She did it, folks. We get it. But <laughs> I don't know what would be. I I'm gonna go with no because I don't even know what would be qualified as experimental. <laughs> Well then, let let's go with this. Uh, who are some of your favorite artists in the electronica f- world? See, I'm probably going to be saying wrong people. That's okay. Um, I like Major Laser. Is that a correct? No, Maybe, that's probably not correct. I wouldn't say they're electronica. No, yeah. But, so I probably couldn't even couldn't even say. But that's a great that's a great band. So. <laughs> I really like them. The, 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 yeah. Yeah. The wait. Music. Wait. Major Laser. Major Laser is Electronica. Oh. Okay. We'll see. That. That's how much I know. <laughs> music. I have a music podcast, and I don't know what Electronica is. <laughs> Moon Baton Dance Hall. That sounds dope. Tropical House. Damn. Those sound real dope. That sounds like shit you do like when you're on vacation. Yes. In, uh, in vacation fucking, music. In vac- <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. Aunt Hill, thank mm-hmm. you so much for my Aunt gosh, Hill. Aunt Hill, you're you are killing me on today. Fire. How dare you do this? How dare you come <laughs> in here and just start doing these things? Diplo, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so let's uh let, let's move on to our next question. It looks like they're gonna keep us pretty uh pretty uh pretty busy oh, here. Yeah. Uh <laughs> have you ever been have you ever rickrolled anybody? No. You know what's funny? I only found out what a Rick roll was last year. <laughs> Lego had to explain to me what a Rick roll was. And I, I, I was like, what? How could you <laughs> not you, know? How could you I not had know? no idea. So, no, I've never done it to anyone. What, can I say this? <laughs> what really surprises me is that you're a criminal lawyer and you have time to talk to me and stream. Like, I, like you must really manage your time well. Uh, I'm sometimes, um, or I just, <laughs> <laughs> or I just work later or uh, I have my own business. So it does uh, give me some freedom to yes. start and stop whenever I, to a certain extent, right. to start and stop when I want to. So if, if I, I work, I'll work after this mm-hmm. to make up for the time that was lost. Or maybe I won't because it's Friday, but what's nice is that, uh, I'm my own boss, so to speak. So That's I don't. amazing. That's the best. That's the best way to be, man. If you if you can be your own boss, be your own boss. Um, the, you're you're a defense lawyer. Is that what you are? Criminal yeah, defense. Yeah, I'm the I'm the bad guy in literally every cop show. Everybody hates you, <laughs> huh? So so, is there? When you decided to go into that field, was there was there a larger moral? Um. I don't know. Reason? Yeah, was there was there did you have like a like when you went into it, it was like I- I'm going to do this because I'm going to set the record straight or was it just like I think I'm going to make some good money with this. I'll just do this. Like I'm just curious was there something bigger to it than just a, a paycheck? And, and, no, it, there was something bigger to it than a paycheck, especially to get into the criminal defense is like in terms of law is probably one of the lowest paid areas of oh, law wow. that exists. <laughs> oh, um, there are obviously outliers who make tons um, yeah. and not, I'm not, on, uh, I'm not saying anything about my own, but, but in terms of just comparison's sake, um, because you deal with a lot of people who don't have very much money. Um, yeah. 
But it was, I, I always found uh, the idea of the interactions between social, what happens in society and crime, very interesting. And so uh, law was a great way to, and criminal law was a great way to get into it and try to, you know, um, make arguments to affect certain changes, though they very rarely happen. But it was definitely something more than just, this is how I can make money. Mm. Um um, and it has to be because it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I'm not talking about intellectually or anything like that. I'm just talking about the subject matter can be yeah. very, very difficult sometimes. Um, the consequences can be very difficult. The what you have to see and what you can be hard. So it's it's got to be more than that or else yeah. you just won't be able to stay in it um, for very, very long. Was there, was there ever a case where maybe you won and you were like, Oh, I don't know if I should have won that. No, okay. no, I, no. I <laughs> like, Oh, like, like someone got off that maybe shouldn't have is what I'm saying. No, no, I, I, no, it's, um, <laughs> no, I can't think of anything like have you that. had have you i mean have you had difficult cases where you were like it really was like a mental strain for you like where it was just like like it was more than just like your job it was like literally like it, it affected you emotionally and and uh, yeah oh it's it's happened multiple times um is there anything that it, you can talk about i can talk vaguely yes mm -hmm. um so, I, I mean, I'll just go with recent. Sure. Um, um, it's tough because the way in which the system works. Mm, also, mm. hold on. I just don't want to ignore anybody. Hi, Davey. Hey, and Davey. thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, thank I'm you. so sorry. And the Duke. What's up, buddy? Hi, Welcome Duke. Um, the, yeah. And, and I forgot to even tell you at the beginning. like, if you see anybody or see anything in chat, Please do interact. It's totally cool. We can. Okay. However I just you want. Told, I don't want to interrupt you or anything. No, no, like no, that. no, no. Well, I think you interrupted yourself. Look, and if this is something you don't want to talk about, we can totally move on. We got plenty no. of things. No, I'm. I'm happy to talk. I'm sure this is something that's interesting to people um, mm. because it's it's a different world. Um, but I recently had to deal with a case where a person who is of older age. Um, and who had absolutely no other interactions with the criminal justice system at all, had to be sentenced to six years in prison. And it was just, it was really tough because, well, it was done in, it was done in person and this person um, had imported some cocaine, oh. um, a, a substantial amount, um, and had sort of, his wife was sort of part of it as well. Hi, the Duke. Um, my 47 friend. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so he had basically taken the fall um, and so that his, his wife could, so the charges could be withdrawn against his wife. And it was just very, very hard to sit there in the court and let, and there was nothing that I could do. I couldn't, I, it was difficult to not be able to make any sort of arguments, to not take it to a trial, to not try and fight, to not say to the crown, this is, this is too much. Because if I had done any of that, the crown would have just been like, nah, we're not going to withdraw against the wife then. And so to just stand there and say, we're giving you a position of six years and he gets sentenced. And then the judge kindly, very kindly gave him an opportunity to say goodbye to his family 
And it was so hard. (laughs) He, he, when he had something to say to the judge, he just started crying. And and then I was like, I cannot, like, I'm going to lose myself. And then he hugged his family and it was just, it's, it was so hard. Um, And so there are moments like that, that can be very taxing. Um, And so, you know, you have to, you have to have some sort of enjoyment for the, for the work itself, or else that can just be just, it's very, very impossible to deal with. So thanks for all the hugs, everybody. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, But it's um, yeah. So things like that. And and so I've got another one that's coming up soon where it's a person who's got a very serious intellectual disability um, and has, has, is accused of committing a very, very serious offense. Um, But it's a question of, is this what we want to do as a society? Do we want to take someone who, functions at the level of a two, a grade two. So what, like, is that six years old, six to eight years old mm. and prosecute them and sentence them to three years in prison? Is that what we really want to do as a society? Understanding that, that the offense is, is, is really serious, but there are other ways that we should be dealing with it. So anyway, that's, that's, uh, wow. that's something right now. That's so it can be difficult. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's just fun and trials can be fun and, yeah. you know, um, but sometimes it can be so hard. Yeah, this is a good one. Do you turn down clients? I've had to once. I've had to once because the person was um, just obsessive. Um, was it was it was it was a little bit like of a safety issue, and I was oh. like, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't do this. Wow. Don't come back here. I'm not able to help you. And so eventually, the person went away. But it was like my phone was blowing up, like showing up at the office. And and I had to tell people like, if this person shows up, just turn him away, just turn him away. He's not my client. I can't help him. So it can be, yeah. The, the, what was it like obsessive over the case or was he like obsessing over you? It it was, it was, I think it was just a little bit of both. Uh, He had very, it's hard because he had very serious mental health issues, but I was getting very, uh, I was not comfortable, and so I just had to say no. Yeah, because it was just not, co- it was right. not no, a comfortable. Right? Yeah. Hell no. I mean, like, it, yeah. it's like you want to help people, but like you got you can't help people to 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 the extent that you're putting yourself at risk. Yes. In, in, yeah. That big of a risk, you know. That's just it's it, that's too much to ask, and that's too much. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you for that, Cartagena. That was a good. That was a good question to interject with. Yes. Okay. So now, now, now here comes King Dan Breaker's big moment. Get your pencil out, King Dan Breaker. This is for you, baby. Uh, trials can be fun. Kelly, Kelly Gates' campaign <laughs> slogan for running for public office. I public love that. office. Oh, God. No, no, no. Would you ever no, do thanks. public office? Was that something? No, you'd thanks. Ever... No. No. Though what? I do think I do think there need there should be more, you know, defense lawyers doing drafting of of criminal laws. But it's just why I don't Um. Because I think without our, okay, I'm just going to put it all out there. Without, very frequently they're made without the input of people who uh, are part of the justice system. Mm. Um, criminal defense lawyers, very, you know, we represent people who are most impacted by the criminal justice system. And it, laws are made without any sort of consideration of how that actually impacts on people on the ground. And so that's why I really do think that there should be more um, people with backgrounds like mine, not me particularly, (laughs) but backgrounds like mine who should be 
you know, advising on on criminal uh, criminal justice policy, um, because otherwise they just get enacted and it's like, oh, shoot, look at all this bad crap that happened. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, crap. You know, this didn't work out like we wanted yeah. or whatever. So, um, yes, it's. And some laws are too old. It's true, Skittles. Some some laws are just too old. Yeah, crazy. like somewhere like those weird laws where it's like if you spit on a Sunday, you're going you gotta like stand in a mud field, you know? It's like <laughs> Yeah, we weird. have a we have one that's like startling the queen. It's like <laughs> very serious offense to startle the queen. Do not startle the queen. <laughs> Do not. So are you guys still beholden to the Queen of England then? Or you got your own queen? I don't We we still have to get Technically speaking, we have so we have a, a governor general and she's the queen's representative. And mm. so before anything becomes law, we need the queen's con- like uh, her approval. And, uh, but they the governor general just he is queen. Yeah, so they're just yeah. <laughs> I don't just, want him because <laughs> don't want that. I don't want that don't responsibility. Want <laughs> yeah, you, what what would be you know like the thing that. What you said is kind of startling when you think about how many laws are enacted that have no lawyers or anything looking at it. It's just people in their own interests, you know. It's like you know, corporate interest or wh- whoever's paying the most sort of things, and with, yeah. a- a- and then they only bring in lawyers to just sort of like finagle it to make it so it's to sort it out, yeah, to yeah. sort it out and make it legal yeah. and make it so it's you know this yeah make Makes it sense. yeah make yeah. this work we want you know we want to make everybody wear tutus on Sundays make it work it's due to COVID make it work you know it's like it, it's a, it, it's weird it's weird how our judicial system works where lawyers are seem to only be enacted when we need to like push these weird agendas <laughs> and it's like and, and they're not we don't call on them to actually like disseminate what's going on you know, in the bill itself, because that's yes. important. And it's yeah. important, like, I mean, for here the States, like, I feel like Congress, people who run for Congress should be lawyers. Those fucking bills, like, have you ever tried reading a bill? Well, you probably have since you're a goddamn lawyer, but it's, sorry, I didn't mean to call you a goddamn lawyer. That's not how I no, meant no. it. <laughs> but you probably understand what that shit is. But some idiot like me is going to look at, looks at those bills and my eyes roll in the back of my head and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. And I know... That most of those Congress people are are doing the same shit. They're just like I don't know, and then just just sign it out, or their their party told them told them to sign it, and let's go. So yes, yep, it, I agree with you completely. And the Duke, thank you the so Duke. much for gifting. Wait, is that is that the second the different gift? Kelly Gates? Oh, is that that is a different Kelly Gates? Yeah. Also, Cartagena and and Lego. That's really funny. What if the Queen was really jumpy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if what if what you, what if the bill you're presenting made the startled the queen? What if she read <laughs> something and it startled her? Strike it down. I think the problem is that there's too many lawyers in Congress. <laughs> that might be true I think too. There, yeah, like I do think that a lot of people who are in politics were lawyers at some yeah, point. Um, right. It's just sometimes the issue being what type of law and whether or not they're let they're you know assist their speaking on legislation in certain areas, hmm. the right, you know, the relevant areas, I suppose. Why wouldn't you want to run for any kind of, any kind of political stuff? I don't know. It's just too much. I, I don't know. It's too, I don't think that, I don't think that, I think there's a lot of, um, if you want to, if you want to actually win something, 
<laughs> you have to you you have to make a lot of compromise, um, and you have to say you believe in or want to do certain things or will do or will do certain things just so that people will vote for you. And I'm not prepared to do that. I don't think that if I anything that I said, <laughs> anything that I ran on any platforms that I believed in, I really don't think would would be popular. Um. <laughs> <laughs> radical changes folks radical changes <laughs> um no i no i get what you're saying like in order to get to the point of like prime minister it's like all of the backdoor dealings and all the shady shit you had to do to get there to get into the position of a trudeau you know like to wow. get to that the, the, <laughs> Was that a well? Like, what was that well? I've well, Trudeau had Trudeau's father was also uh, prime minister a oh, long see, time ago. So, I, I mean, he I had know it that. in. Ah, he had an I in. see. I see. I didn't know that. I I, I know <laughs> I, very little about Can- Canada and and your no, politics. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It might be America is very stuck on their Americans are very stuck up their own ass. Uh, but uh, the yeah. So, anyways, to get to that point in, in any kind of political spectrum is like you really had to. Yeah, you had to know people. You had to grease the right palms. You had to like. That's right. You know, you had exactly. to shut down a bunch of orphanages and you know <laughs> tear down fucking parts of underserved communities to build a freeway. Right. And you just did it because they were paying, and you're exactly. like, I'm taking it. <laughs> Canadian knows so much more uh, about American than American knows about Canada. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Very. We're so. getting ready to take you over, King. <laughs> That's why. Just do it. I feel like everyone is. I feel like every country is like rubbing their hands together. They're weak. They're weak. They're divided. It's time. <laughs> it's time. I'm not even joking. There was a bunch of conspiracy theories about all the um all the container ships that are off the coast of Southern California right now that they're full of of uh the Chinese and that they're they're gonna oh come God. and attack. <laughs> Listen, I'm being radicalized on TikTok, everybody. I'm being radicalized. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think that there are a bunch of container ships full of Chinese people coming to take over or invade America. That is ridiculous. But it is out there, folks. <laughs> this is this is this is the the fun part about the internet. I've noticed they replace real social workers who actually care about helping the people in the system with bankers here. It's awful. Wow. Social workers with bankers? How does that... that uh, I, get, I, I guess I could see what you're saying on a bigger... A I big, guess... On a, on a more of a... More goes to, to, to employing, trying to employ bankers because they make the, they make the money for the government and the country. Mm-hmm. Whereas social workers are paid by the government and, yeah, and, and are assisting people who may not necessarily be able to make the government a bunch of money. So I could see that sort mm-hmm. of from a high-level policy perspective being what happens on the ground. Mm. Going back to all of that, <laughs> things that happen up there have a completely different impact on the ground. China can take over on an economic level. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's that's mostly what I'm thinking. It's like I don't think they need boots on the ground to take over i think that we're divided enough and and our cybersecurity is so shitty and like <laughs> we've been completely captured and infiltrated uh, like i mean to the point where we have like high level senators fucking who have chinese spies as their drivers 
for 18 years. You know, like we have definitely been infiltrated. Not trying to say anything, not trying to start anything, but there's definitely people fucking going, <laughs> America's weak, let's get them. I mean, if you don't think that, then I don't know where you're living. I, I mean, um, everybody wants a piece of America, all right? Everybody wants it from our culture to the wealth. And, uh, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like America number one or anything because the only thing America number one is that is obesity. So, um, fucking let's, let, you know, I would love to turn the matters a little bit. We're not talking about the, that. <laughs> so how about the leaves senator game last night? Oh, they lost real bad. Are, are you in the sports? Uh, I was, I, I was much, I really enjoyed playing them. I was way mm. more into following them a long time ago, but it's really hard to find the time to, to follow it mm. uh, carefully. Joe just got back. I don't know Joe's here. Well, <laughs> this is a good time because we're about to ask King Gambreakers, which <laughs> I told him we were about to go into his thing and then we went into. <laughs> God, we got way sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> but but that'll be good because Joe can get in and uh, talk about uh, you know the things that uh, King Dam Breaker wants to know for his article. So that'll be cool. Um, anyways, we'll we'll ask Joe when he gets here, and this is from King Dam Breaker. Uh, what is your best slash fave moment of your music career so far? It's a good question. Finding Twitch. Ooh, can yeah. you can you expand on that? So I think uh, it's funny, like musical careers, it was not very long because um, we tried, we were in that band for, I can't, maybe like five years. And then I just stopped with music. So is that, is that um, the, the, the addiction? Addiction. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, it's, I think Twitch has been such a, uh, an incredibly different in in the most positive way you can do it or say it um, experience um, in terms of music and and the the industry. So in when we were playing music, there was a lot of like you know, and I'm sure this was everywhere. You pay to play, yeah. or you know, um, we were never getting paid to do what we what we were doing. No. Um, Not original my, music, right? Because you were it's playing original. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no one wants it's, original never, art. They just want the art that they've already heard over and over. Again. Yes, there's Joe <laughs> from his meeting. Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> in our attire. <laughs> hey, Joe, you're looking good, my friend. Oh, he can't hear me. <laughs> he can't hear you yet. Hey, Joe. Looking good, my good friend. One. I'm a little late to the party. <laughs> Fancy Joe. Looking good, Joe. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate that. Um, we were Twitch just is love. Yeah, Twitch is amazing. Um, I want to. I, I want you to finish on yours, and then we'll ask Joe the same question. But um, what about Twitch? Has you know sort of you know been your favorite <laughs> part of your music career? I think the the kindness of this play it's it's unbelievable. It's like a it's like Twitch music is like a sector of the of global society of people who are just so unbelievably kind. I've never I've never experienced such a microcosm of kindness. <laughs> it's 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 incredible. And and like I said like we had never we had never gotten paid to um play music. And I remember when I started doing this, 
I didn't have a song list. But then once I added the song list thing, I was like, oh, you know, I'll throw in a couple of originals, a few, maybe somebody will request them. Probably not. And I was shocked when people are like, can you play one of your songs? Can you play one of your songs? Oh, I like this one of your songs. And I was like, wait, what? You want to hear original music? You don't want to just hear me play, you know, cover this, cover that, cover that. It's... It's been such a such a, a uh, an amazing thank you Duke thank you thank you um, it's been such an amazing discovery and I have Scat to thank for um, introducing me to to Twitch but it's def I'm I'm trying to mute it <laughs> it's definitely been um, yeah Marianne see that's the thing it's just like it's so incredible to me that people will want they want to sit and they want to listen to you and they want to listen to your originals it's it's crazy it's, yeah yeah, yeah it, it's it's amazing it, it's it's really beautiful and and I, I think I think Raina would probably say the same thing that that Twitch was probably her favorite part of her music career as well because her music has never been so well recepted and never been, it's never done so well. Like, you know, people are streaming it on Spotify and like, you know, it's never been received so well. She's never been given this kind of attention. Kelly, Straight Burns is amazing. Oh. My heart. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. This is what I mean. Like in what other part of the, of the of the world of the universe do you find this kindness yeah. except in twitch music it's crazy it's like everybody who is here just wants to find new music that they love and they yeah. just want to find new people and and that they love and it's just anyway yeah yeah it's and really and i'm gonna go ahead and thank uh scap too we're we're all giving <laughs> thanks to scap here there you go thank you scap thank you for bringing us <laughs> kelly and joe Kelly and Jojo. Oh shit, we gotta we gotta fix our. Oh wait, hold on. No 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 no. no. I got you, Joe. I got you, Joe. Go ahead. You gotta change. I'm here. Oh no no no, Joe. I got you. You can move back if wherever you're comfortable, man. It's all good. Look, I got you, baby. I got you, boo. (laughs) I got you, boo. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got you. All love. We're we're all in the hot tub here, folks. We're all in the hot tub. Yeah, we are united. Yes, we are. We are united. Oh wait, that's not how it goes. We are you not? I can't remember how it's wholesome and bastos. I don't know what's bastos. Bastos is uh, is Tagalog. Um, I'm half Filipino for for basically like dirty, like naughty. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I, dude, dude, I love, I love, I love Filipino food. I love the the Jesus I love it so much that I forgot all the names of everything the lumpia lumpia yeah, um, yeah. that's a lot of people's the, favorite the noodles the the the, the stir fried noodle yeah. stuff yeah the, dude yeah. pants it yeah that's yeah. dude whoo the only thing I'm not a fan of <clears throat> is the the blood stuff whatever that blood yeah, stuff yeah I'm not a huge fan of the the, the uh, there's like balut too and there's yeah. um, what's the anyway yeah is is that Joe is Filipino too no oh. What what's Joe? I'm I'm Lebanese. Ah, Beirut. Hey, nice. Heck yeah, I like I like the diversity on screen right now. Uh, so so Joe, uh, we got to ask you too, since you're a musician as well, and you joined us, and you're a part of this. What I uh, snuck in? You snuck in. You snuck in real well. Joe is Filipino by <laughs> injection, bro. <laughs> 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 injection. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of Bastos, uh, I just remembered <laughs> that sub ran out. Well, there you go. Um, so, Joe, what has been your favorite moment of your music career so far? Favorite moment of my music career? Ooh. What are you looking at me for? Oh, All right, fine. I'll say it. So I kind of met Kelly because of music. Oh! What? What? What did I say? No, that was a much better answer than mine. <laughs> that was very sweet. Uh, oh, no, wait, I got a good one. Hold on. I, I forgot what I even have on these things. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There, yeah, I just got a little like random stick in there. That's that's beautiful. So, by the way, um, I I can also say that is that music. I mean, that's a great answer. That great answer. That's that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna pay off later, Joe. That's gonna pay off later. <laughs> um, the the no because in all truth, in a lifetime of happiness, <laughs> in a lifetime. That's what you mean? Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, because I met Raina <laughs> through music as well. So it, it, I, I think that right. is probably my favorite part of my music career, too, is that I got to right? meet my wife that brought me my firstborn son. So, yeah, that's beautiful, man. It's fucking beautiful. Coming in here, laying down the beauty. I didn't think of that time as part of a music career because I was in grade nine, so I was 14. Career <laughs> was not in grade nine when we started dating. Oh, when we met. I was in grade nine. Grade nine or ten? When oh, we no, went I, over this. I forget. Was, yes, we right. we de- we talked about. This. I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> Where am I here? Oh shit! I forgot that Joe was out there fucking getting at it. Joe, my man, Robin cradles. That sounded bad. I'm sorry, Joe. If no, you guys, she's a crypt keeper. If you guys, if you guys missed <laughs> it. Joe, Joe, and Kelly were on a uh, on a on a couples cast that Raina did on her channel, and we got to know <laughs> a little bit about Joe and Kelly about their relationship. Turns out, Joe and Kelly met. Uh, Joe had his eye on Kelly when she was she was a young lad. That sounded bad. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. I'm. So, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, King Danbreaker has oh. another question in here. Uh, what made you believe that you wanted to be a performance artist? So we'll start with Kelly, and then we'll go on to uh, Joe. Um, I think my mom um, did a lot of... <laughs> Marianne. I think my mom did a lot of nurturing of that. Um, so um, Filipinos love karaoke. Filipinos love parties. Um and, and having performances at these sort of like community events. And so my mom would always, <clears throat> would always say, oh, you should perform at this community event and perform at that community event and, and perform at this Filipino thing and do this Filipino that. And <laughs> so there was a lot of, um, my mom did a lot of the nurturing of it and I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. e- eventually over time, 
you know, as I started to develop my own music taste, I was like, well, I want to play rock music and nobody at these events <laughs> want to hear me <laughs> blasting distortion and screaming. So I, <laughs> you still um, like playing Shania. So I do still love Shania Twain. Shania but, Twain's um, amazing. And, and, and she's a Canadian. And, and I'm proud yes. that I love a Canadian singer like Shania Twain. Yes, she's ooh, Canadian ooh. queen. Uh, <laughs> but but so I think that was a big part of it. My mom being like a, a, wanting me to sort of do the performing. So is that what made you? Be- oh, go ahead. <laughs> Excuse me. Oof. You're good. Uh, so is that what made you believe that you wanted to be a performance artist? Is that like what? What I mean, because like. Yeah, I mean, is um, that because 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 that sounds like your mom just sort of ushered in, you into it. But what made you want to like pursue it further than just being a performer at you know local you know Filipino gatherings? Um, <laughs> I think I I think I just really enjoy music. I, you know, that's such a terrible answer. Um, no, it's not. My mom helped me sort of get into the performance part of it, mm. um, and it really made me realize that I enjoy performing for music for mm-hmm. people um and 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 then starting to write songs um and and, and performing those it was like this is really like extra amazing mm-hmm. um it's an it's an even better feeling and so i think it was just if she hadn't done that i don't think that i would ever have felt like i wanted to yeah uh perform mm-hmm. um i'm not yeah so i think does that make sense? I don't know if that it makes perfect makes sense. Any sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense. I mean, because like you, you didn't really have a drive or a want to do it. I mean, you probably just sang, right? Like you sang and you sang well, and your mom was like, "Oh, that's nice." And you play guitar. When did you start with the guitar? My cousin taught me a few chords when I was pretty young, hmm. um, and then I, you know, was was really just do, doing just my my own thing with it for since then so what's you, the first song you had? sorry your first song you had? oh push by matchbox 20 oh the that's the first song you learned yeah oh that's nice yeah. so so what what was so what was young kelly's cd book looking like how young <laughs> Um, uh, okay, around the time you're getting into music and your mom's pushing you around and you're in your and you got distortion going and, and nobody wants to. I had distortion. a lot of Metallica. Yeah, I loved. I loved What's your favorite Metallica albums? album? Uh, and Justice for All oh. or Ride the Lightning. I'm Ooh, sure. I'm, I'm so glad you didn't say the Black album. I'm so glad. Yeah, you didn't say yeah. <laughs> you know what? Metallica no, fans I, know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. think I think Enter Sandman was the first song that I heard. Well, yeah, then, yeah, the yeah. Black Album was the first album that was introduced, and it's still a great album. But is it Ride the Lightning? Is it the Kill Kill 'Em All? Right. Is it fuck yeah. it? You know, is it And Justice for All? You know, like no, yeah. hell no, it's not. Not even fucking no. close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but my, I have a weird relationship with Metallica because there was they did that fucking. Um, they did that uh, documentary, Some Kind of Monster, which is like right. the funniest fucking unintentionally funniest documentary ever. Never seen it. I never saw so it. I was way off Metallica by then. I was never going to have the interest. Did Dave write that album? <laughs> did Dave write the album? Yeah. Did Dave write this one? 
yeah, Megadeth is awesome too. Big love to Megadeth as well, but uh, Metallica took it for me. Um, the Creeping Dead, yes. Um, the 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 that that documentary, some kind of monster, was like there was just key times in there where you just saw how like like shitty these people have become with all their fame and their drug addictions and right. their everything. And it's just like they're just rich rock stars, like just being bitchy towards each other. And it's just like there's like there's like a a a, a part where oh god, what's the lead singer's name? I forgot it. I'm such an idiot. Uh, what James the, Hetfield. James Hetfield. Hetfield. James Hetfield comes in. He's like, "What the fuck, bro? You guys recorded without me. You know I have to go to my AA meetings, and when I go to my AA meetings, we stop recording." And they all got in this fight. And then there's this moment <laughs> where like where where Lars Ulrich is like, "Oh no, bro, that riff just so- kind of sounds stock. It just sounds kind of stock." I'm just like, ugh. He had that stock. Like, he's stock. Like, the way he said stock, it just, ugh. It just, fuck you, Lars Ulrich. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that- I'm sorry, but his bass, his bass, his drum beats are a bit stock. Stock if we're talking. They're, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. Yeah, sweet, sweet Lars. Get in your fucking beat, you weirdo. Like, <laughs> you know, he went after Napster and shit, which I can't be too mad at that because that did fuck up the whole music industry. But maybe it did. It, it helped bring down the gatekeeper, uh, the whole Napster thing, which is great. But but still, I understand if you're making millions and millions of dollars and all of a sudden millions and millions of dollars stops coming in, you're going to be like, what the fuck happened to my millions and millions of dollars? I get it. But fuck him. Fuck Lars. Fuck Metallica. I love Metallica. Fuck Metallica. Um, I know. It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> it's true. It's like... Master! So much Master! goodness. Yeah, but, no. Yeah. Th- there's yeah. nothing... You know, I, I fucking... They're, they're an amazing band. And, you know, all jokes aside, they're an amazing band that really paved the way for a lot of artists but a lot of heavy artists too but man did they fucking fall off so hard so hard so so you were big into metallica who else was in your cd book corn oh dude i love corn oh my god they were so good those first three albums is like yeah i think follow follow the leader was the last one where i was just like "Eh, it's okay but like those first two uh i can't remember their names but first one I think is just called corn. Corn, and then I don't remember. And what then this the is. second one is is the one with Adidas on it. Yeah. It's a, All no. day, yeah. I can't remember Dream what it's called. About <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. I remember when I was young. <laughs> Singing it with yes. my sister, we'd say all day dream about socks, so that you wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't hear trouble. Wouldn't. Dream about socks, socks. <laughs> all day. I dream about socks and all day. <laughs> Davis on Coke is greater than not, is what Mike is saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? He definitely yeah. held it. He definitely held it down. A justice for socks. No, I, I, I actually <laughs> met Jonathan Davis at uh, the in Washington D.C at the what do you call it the one of the museums there i forgot what they call them fuck i'm just such a burnout but i i I, it wasn't anything really it was just like making eye contact and saying hi and he just nodded his head and he walked away but (laughs) it wasn't like i was like interaction johnny what's up baby (laughs) yeah I, i met him like from a distance. I guess I should stop telling people I met Jonathan Davis because that's just like, yes, thank you, Cartagena. Uh, that that was the Smithsonian. Oh, that counts. That counts. It's, yeah. a, it's a 
meet. It's a it's yeah. an interaction. We'll just say yeah, I, yeah. I'll I'll start saying it. I've interacted with Jonathan <laughs> Davis once at the Smithsonian. I feel like that's a little deeper than that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Have an inter but would yeah. it but wouldn't like you making eye contact at a concert and nodding at each other? That would be an interaction. <laughs> yeah. Right? No. <laughs> no. No, no, because <laughs> no. because he could be looking at anybody. It's an encounter. No, okay. no, no, no. When you make, you know, when you make eye contact. <laughs> I know he was looking at me, okay? Me. <laughs> he was looking at me out of ten thousand people, he was looking at me. <laughs> I know it. He loves me. He loves me. <sighs> he loves me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, Joe, um, what made you believe that you wanted to be a performance artist? Uh, so it's funny. When you asked Kelly, I actually started thinking about that. Oh, good. You had time. You I had did. plenty. Plenty. So I, uh, I played drums. We didn't have a lot of drummers in school. My two friends at the time were like, we need a drummer. I was like, all right, cool. And I became a drummer. That's, that's how because... I became a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> and then we left that and I started playing with Kelly. And I started thinking, if Kelly wasn't playing music, would I go out of my way to find another band to perform with? And the answer is probably not. As much as I enjoy performing. We are monogamous. <laughs> No, no, it has nothing to do with you. Oh, it has to do with my performance. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Damn. Shit. Damn. I just wouldn't want to perform. I misread that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's more about the interaction of the group for me. You know what I mean? So I would play music with Kelly. I, I would play music if people asked me, but I wouldn't go out of my way to find a uh, band to play with. As yeah. much as I enjoy it, I just... I enjoy it, but I'm not melodic. I'm rhythmic. <laughs> but that's okay. Right. I mean, because a drummer is always needed, Joe. Like, you know, we, yes. we, oh, we, I know. we I always know. need yeah. a drummer. What a difference. For yeah. sure. What a difference it but makes. It's not like I can, a lot of people do it out there, but I, I've never tried playing two other songs. So I wouldn't be like, hey, this is me drumming on my own for the next three hours. How do you guys like it? Three hours solo. So, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Gene Krupa couldn't pull it off. I can't pull it off. You know what? Gene Krupa, Gene Krupa was good. What, what is that? Was it Gene Krupa or was it Buddy Guy who was walking around and playing on stuff? Because I think Buddy Guy could do it, but, like, Gene Krupa, maybe not. You're right. Because all he had was his really fast... Like, that's all he really good. Long rolls. He had great long rolls. Great jazz musician, of course. But, like... Uh, but was he walking around hitting drumsticks on brick walls and on, on sidewalks? No. He did play the bass. He did play the stand-up bass, though. He did do and that. And he also did teach Lars. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> he did <laughs> teach Lars, you liar! <laughs> you he did! He okay. was Lars' teacher! No, he was time. not. He was, look at Gene up. Krupa was Lars Allrich's... Shut up! I... I, I at Unless one point in time, Lars was pretty good. So, like, if you think about some of those older albums, the speed that he had to keep up with it and stuff. I mean, <laughs> gotta fact check this. I'm fact checking myself. 
Lars Ulrich, besides one of the metal... Okay, I see Gene Krupa. This is Drum World. This seems like a credible source. Besides one of Metallica's founding members and main songwriters... What the fuck is he writing? Uh, drummer Lars Ulrich <laughs> is also the band's spokesman. Why? Born on December 26, 1963 in Denmark, Ulrich's father was a nationally renowned tennis player. And it appeared as though Lars would follow in his father's footsteps as the young Lars... Uh, long, young... Allrich practice hard on tennis skills. Okay, come on. Let, let's get to the good stuff here. Um, hold on. Where's the? Give me this. Control uh, F. Yeah, I know. I just did it. I just did you it. Tell him, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's just in there. That's not saying anything. Oh, this is stupid. Um, wow, those photos are great. They were great, though. Huh? <laughs> they were awesome. Hold on. Hold on. The, the, the close-up one. The close-up one. Where is it? Good. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you, Lars. <laughs> yeah, I'd be Googling. I'd say, fuck me. Yeah, fuck me. We speak English good. I agree with that for sure. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Shit. It kind of looks like, uh, what's the name of the Green wow. Day singer? Oh, like, Billy Joe Armstrong. Yes, <laughs> a little bit. I just love the band, all the feels. Scam's all about that Lars. <laughs> oh, ooh, now this one. Look at his, look how young. He was a good-looking young chap. Not bad looker. Probably Slade. Not the drums. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, enough with that. We still need to get down to this. Okay, Metallica's were big influence, disguised a deep-seated affinity, inspired by heroes like Gene Krupa and Bill, Buddy Ridge. Don't say nothing. Wait, that Gene Krupa. I thought he taught. I did not. Why is Lars Ulrich not considered a good drummer? <laughs> that's a, that's a great. That's a great. Uh, did okay. How about this? Did Gene Krupa on uh, teach Lars Ulrich? Yes, and I type like an idiot too, guys. Uh, top 10 drummer, no. Uh, Gene Krupa, Modern Drum Magazine, series, blah, blah, blah. I, I feel like something would just come up and not to learn. Yeah. I feel like someone would be, I think, I feel like this would be a Maybe big part. I was part. wrong. I feel like this would be a huge part of his, like, his, his story. Like, he would be saying this every time someone put a camera on him. You know I learned from Gene Krupa. He wasn't stock. He wasn't a stock drummer, you know. I just want you to know that Gene Krupa was not stock. Um... Danish night born. See, I just feel like it would come up really quick. Hold on, one He wasn't on the road. Was teaching. Joe, no. look what you've done. I know. We've completely I derailed. derailed We've completely derailed. I love how Googling tried to autocomplete Lars <laughs> his wife. Yeah. Well, give me a second. Let me update Gene Krupa's Wikipedia. Then you can. Look. Yeah, and then come back. Okay. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do though, because we're here, and then we'll move on to the next question. I do want to play a little bit of this. Um, so to answer, to, to just to solidify uh, your your reasoning for being a performing artist is because of Kelly. And uh, I guess he means other. I think he means other musicians. He attaches to other musicians because he's not melodic. I see. I see. So that's what that's I just have. That's to what made you. But but that's right. what made you believe that you wanted to be a performing artist, a performance artist. I never thought I wanted to. Ah, I just. It's 
Anyway. It's it just coincidence it happened. Nah. But I do enjoy it. There you go. I do enjoy it. You have to convince him that he'll enjoy it. And then he does it. And he's like, oh, I had fun. Yeah, that was fun, I suppose. <laughs> well, King Dambricker, I hope that, I hope that was I hope that sort of tied that up for you. I hope I didn't leave you with any loose ends for your article. Let's move on to the smouth smouth smarf. Okay. Smash mouth singer <laughs> Steve Harwell threatens fan in wild concert video. So this was a TikTok video. I originally saw it as a TikTok, but it looks like someone just uploaded it to YouTube. But this is Hilarious, and I think we should all enjoy it. Did just see Smash Mouth perform live at a local beer and wine festival. When I say this is the most chaotic show I've ever seen in my entire life, I have no words. At no point was the sound balanced. Look at him go. Unintelligible speech. <laughs> The speakers blew out. <laughs> He's not even singing. Quite now, I'm a singer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is so fucking funny, <laughs> and it's so awful that I'm laughing at this this horrible this horrible rock bottom moment. <laughs> it's so fucking awful. funny. Um, so he, apparently he he has left the band. The band performed a con uh, Smash Mouth singer Steve Arwell went out on a went on an insane rant on stage, caught on film. The band performed on performed. Oh. Thank you for the doulas. My, uh, they made me some doulas, which are little, they're like little fried wheels that the palatero man walks around with. It's some Mexican shit. You might not understand. Um, anyway, um, so the band performed a concert in upstate New York over the weekend, but the video from the events, Harwell slurring his words, threatening the audience, and behaving in a combative way. He also seemingly gives a Nazi salute to the crowd and what? double middle fingers at one point. <laughs> a TikTok user caught the rant during the Big Sip Beer Festival in Bethel, New York. The clip shows the band was having technical issues with equipment, struggling to play with a broken PA system. Harwell is seen in the video swaying back and forth on stage, flipping people off and cursing at them when they respond. If uh, I'll fucking kill your whole family, I swear to God. The Smash Mouth singer screamed at one fan. In another clip, he tells of fans he would never leave home if he could masturbate better. Re <laughs> Reps for Smash Mouth said the lead singer was experiencing trouble with his health and would be retiring. <laughs> oh Steve has been dealing with long-term medical issues over the last eight years, and during his last performance at the Big Sip stage, he suffered numerous symptoms directly linked with his current medical condition. The Smash, Smash Mouth representative confirms, as of today, Steve will be retiring from Smash Mouth to focus on his physical and mental health. So there you guys go. Um, I just, yeah, I feel bad for him. Masturbator yeah. confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steve. <laughs> 
Um, I just thought that was interesting. You know, it's it's crazy how these people have public meltdowns, and we uh, and, and you know he obviously is suffering from some sort of uh, he's drunk as fuck, and he's probably been drunk for years now. But it's interesting how 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 we just sitting here laughing at this man's torment. <laughs> but it was so ridiculous. Look, if you're that big of a if you're that fucking wasted it's like don't go on stage like someone should have talked to him like his friends should have said something you know what i mean like that was just ridiculous i don't know what, what do you what do you guys think of that whole situation i think it's it's interesting because i think it may be indicative of the kind of pressure that larger record labels will put on artists and um it's potentially these guys they just don't want to do this anymore there's like we're Freaking All Star was what 1999. Yeah. You know, it's been 20 some. How long has it been? 22. 21, 22 Two. years. And they're still <laughs> playing that same thing. And it's a song that is basically a meme that makes fun of them because it's a terrible song. Um, <laughs> and so I think, you know, I think it's it's just they sort of like a, it, if he really, huh? They were proud of it. Well, I mean, if they really were happy doing what they were doing, I don't think that they would that would happen. So yeah, I don't know about that. Probably potentially indicative of some sort of well, yeah. Joe disagrees. Well, we had a band member mm-hmm. who uh before a show decided to just walk out literally as we were setting up. He was like, I'm 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 like I'm done with the band and I'm leaving. Yeah. No. No, he wasn't. I'm done with the band. I'm leaving. It wasn't he? No, he walked out because there was no ground. No, that was a different one, wasn't it? Was that the same one? Oh, yeah, there was no ground on the power cable. So it, it would affect the sound or blow his speakers. Well, first of all, I just want you guys to know that I don't like whoever you're talking about. I just, I, I, I don't know them, but I don't like them. I, I, um, I just don't like them. I, I think that I would not get along with this person, but um, you know, it seems like you guys didn't either. Um, wow. What? So what'd you do? Was it the bass player or something? Eventually, got over it. He got over it, and then he came back five minutes before, show. and we played. Um, but anyway, I- was he out of the band? after that or did you guys continue to play with them no we kept playing we kept playing <laughs> and then we just stopped playing <laughs> it's just better to stop playing i think we well, talked yeah. about didn't we talk about this a little bit on the on Raina's thing where like because because he was kind of like a weirdo or something was that the was that no toxic toxic he was toxic and yeah. It, yeah. What, like in what kind of way? Because because I think this is interesting when you talk about band dynamics and especially when musicians are listening. It's like and if they're going through something. What's up, Kuya? What's up, baby? Well, Joe is Uru, dr- that's awesome. Uh-huh. What Uru? I experienced a '92 concert in Montreal with Metallica, GNR. Anything can happen. Hey, yo, that was a crazy tour. Yeah, and Axl Rose is an asshole too. But damn, can he sing some songs? <laughs> um. I forgot what we were talking about. What did I just ask you guys? Uh, toxic band members. Toxic oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's useful information for people who are, you know, who are trying to, you know, who are going through this kind of stuff. It's like, so, so like, what, what, what made you feel like he was toxic and, like, how did you, you know, how did you guys deal with it? I didn't. Ah. That's the problem. We <laughs> argued for an hour and a half and three-hour rehearsals. Joe, Joe would argue with him and I would internalize the toxicity because I was very young. So we were playing together. I think I was maybe 17, maybe a little younger and onwards. Mm. 
And so anytime he was being toxic, I would just internalize it. Yeah. And it con- that continued yeah. even past us not even playing together what, anymore. What, what it, it, you know, looking back now, what is it? Why do you think that you didn't, you know, stand up to him yourself? Why do you think you just sat there and sort of internalized it? Uh, I think it was... It's, it was a lack of, it was being young and it was a lack of confidence, I think. Hmm. Um, it's just a lot of like, well, what he's saying must be true because he's older and more experienced. And hmm. so I'm just going to take what he says and maybe once in a while laugh it off hmm. um, and continue um, or, or not. Um, and just try to get through this rehearsal or get through this just because we have to. Yeah. Um, Joe would get into to full-on blast arguments. With jo- Joe was like, I'm not going to internalize shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't take shit. <laughs> no. Joe was, also, was, my, was in his 20s at the time. I see. Um, yeah, that, I think that's when we started doing the math on that, on that episode. <laughs> well, Kyle likes to make it sound like I was in my late 20s. <laughs> no, no, no. Joe I'm was just, 45. I was 16. 20. It was all good, though. It's all good. <laughs> um. No, but like, but but like, how did you handle them then, Joe? So so you would sit there and just argue with them, and and then that w- and then yeah. you would, and that was it. So yeah. what do you what you know? Looking back now, what do you guys think would have been the best way forward to either keep to to make that work to make that situation? I'm inviting them to practice. <laughs> yeah, to tell them the f- can I swear to tell them the fuck off. I've been swearing this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm triggered. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's. A, I, I think that's like a, a, a good, like all across the board, though. Like even outside of band situations, like if someone oh, yeah. toxic in your life is just like constantly criticizing you, has nothing positive to say, has nothing to offer. Every time you're around them, you feel drained, and for some reason, you yeah. just feel like you have to keep giving yourself to this person, but you don't know why. It's because they're taking too much, and it's time to like let them know that's like, oh. hey, you can't do this to me. We gotta like stop. And, and, and I think it is important for people to tell them, like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to allow you to do this to me. And, like, to tell them instead of just, like, ghosting them. Because, you know, like, I, I feel like if you don't tell them, they'll just, like, make up whatever stupid shit in their own brain that, you know, allows them to be the hero in the situation. But if you tell them, if you actually, like, sit there and be like, listen, this is why I'm not going to ever fucking talk to you. Maybe, maybe in that small, there's a small chance that this psychopath might fucking, it might sink in and maybe they'll go on and be better because they lost a friend and maybe their only friend. Because a lot of time those people have that one or two person, one or two people who they fucking latch onto and they fucking drain. Um, So, uh, (laughs) so, so just, just, just beware people. I mean, it's not just banned situations. This is, this is real life shit, baby. Okay, we, we should probably move on to the, some more... Qu- oh, there's a Malacca soul. Let me do a Malacca soul really quick, and then we'll get back on to King. And then uh, we'll get through these questions, and we'll end. I know it's been a while, guys, so uh, here we I'm go. I'm open. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then it's not over until the... Till- oh, wow. <laughs> We're going to get... It's 12-hour stream, guys. Let's go! Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, that was loud. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's do a quick solo. I'll do it over this one. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. Hold on, what key is this? In? I 
don't know what key this is. Okay, fuck this. I don't know what key that's in. I'll just do it. <laughs> I feel like I was on an 80s cop show. Yeah, that sounded really cool. <laughs> I very much enjoyed that. Oh, I'm glad you guys liked it. Whatever key you like, yeah, encore. I know, there's no encores <laughs> for that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you for the whoop. Your favorite today. What's going on, my love? Good to see you. Uh, BRB, need to rest. No worries, Kuya. We'll, we'll, we'll leave the light on for you, buddy. Uh, okay, so that was for James Casey. Thank you for that request, James. I appreciate you wanting to hear me do that. Uh, so this is another one from King Dam Breaker. Um, let's see here. Who would you say has been most influential to you for your music career? We'll start with Katie and then we'll... Okay, Jesus. We'll start with okay. Kelly and then we'll move on to Joe. Oh, my God. Um, That's a hard one. That's really tough. I have no idea. Is there most like most influential? Sorry, go ahead. Influential. Uh, who has been most influential to you for your music career? So, I mean, you could you could technically say your mom. I mean, she influenced you to. It's true. Uh, I could say Joe. <laughs> no, you're just I, forcing it. I, I, that's Marianne. an interesting question. I mean, I guess you know. I, I think I've told this story before, but that's okay. I'm, 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 uh, let's go with Shania Twain. Oh, I like Not that. Not in terms of musical style, obviously. Um, but um, <laughs> in terms of just what brought... So uh, this, this short story is I had, um, when I was younger, there was this singing competition and I changed the key of it ver or the, um, very close to the actual performance. And then when I did it, when I did the key change, it was like, I sang in the original key, oh, when the guitar, so it was just a disaster. <laughs> and me being the young, like I was like 12. And so me being the emotional mess that I am, I was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. So then. Uh, did you break your guitar on stage? I did not break my guitar on stage. <laughs> she lit it up fire. <laughs> um, but then uh, I, I remember I was watching Shania Twain do this performance and she's just having the time of her life and just enjoying it. And I was like, you know what? This is what it should be about. Yeah. Um, it should really just be about playing, you know, making music and 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 enjoying yourself and, and, and have other people enjoy it with you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's sort of what it was. And so in, uh, I tried to make sure that I remembered that part of it from that point on. It was just this like, aha, I guess. She moment. saw Shania and she said, by golly, if she can do it, so can I. That's yeah. not quite <laughs> it, but sure. <laughs> so uh, I'll go with that. I think that kind of answers um, the question. Kelly, I think we got some ground issues with your guitar or something. Is, is there any way oh. you could mute it or? Yeah. I keep touching it. Oh, that's okay. I keep touching the thing here. I'll just put it over here. Yeah, there we well, go. <laughs> Put it on that's something metal. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Is that better? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no. Um, so, so Shania Twain would say one of your biggest influential things. I agree with that, by the way. It's like as soon as you let go of that idea of like perfection or I have to get this right or like, you know, I'm going to fail and stuff. As soon as you start grounding issues, I'm walking out. Yeah, exactly. That That's that's how <laughs> I felt. Basically that person. <laughs> that's how I felt. Uh, the uh, Jesus. That's how easily I get distracted. I, I can't. I, what were we just talking? Uh, you're talking about. Oh God. <laughs> Joe. Once you let go of the perfection. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Once you let go of all that and you actually start just having fun with it, that's when it becomes like that next level. And I think that you actually achieve that next level of performance as well. As soon, it's just like this to me. It's like the faster you can become comfortable on stage and performing the faster you're going to get to who you are, your true essence of who you are as an artist, as a performance artist, because there's a difference right. between recording artists and a performance artist. Um, you still have a performance to do in the, in the studio, but when you're in front of, you know, hundreds of people and they're screaming your name and shit, it's a different thing. And you have to sort of placate to different uh, aspects of the environment. Yes. So it's a, it, it's a, it, you know, it's a, it's a skill, it's a skill set. And uh, I think that's a great answer because it's like, you know, the moment you realize that this should be fun is the moment it was just like, oh, okay. Like it, it was just this big aha moment that sort of allowed you to be more free in how you perform. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's beautiful. That's a great realization. How old were you when you realized that? 13? Yeah, 13, 14. Jeez. Like it was like about a year. It was like about a year later after that playing in different keys incident happened. <laughs> it was about a year after that. So yeah, 13, 14. That's Though, great. To be honest, it was something that I recognized and it, w it allowed me to sort of go back into music, but it definitely wasn't completely internalized. No, no, and it never yeah. is. It's just something that you, you were like, oh, there's there's a thought bubble. I'll, I'll latch onto that. Now now it's like, let's insert it in. You know, it's like you got to get it yeah. in there. But it's, it's like, yeah, where does it go? You know, like it, until it actually sinks in and it becomes who you are. And that's just experience. I mean, it's just it's just you had to get up there on stage a bunch of times, fail, have success, have lackluster responses, the whole thing. You have to deal with all these different situations before you can be a well-rounded performer. And I mean, the, the the moment I realized that I was truly comfortable on stage was when I caught myself in like a completely packed bar, you know, we're about to play. And I go like this, and I'm on stage, and we're getting ready to play, and I'm just like, oh, stretching, and I go, and I'm like, what is that? And I go, oh, oh, God. It, like, I, I clearly smelled myself in front of hundreds of people and went, oh. And recoiled. <laughs> and yeah. recoiled. And then went on and played music, you know, as, as, as paid. So, you know, but I, I truly realized, it's like, when I did that and, like, I realized what I did, I was like, I, and I didn't even give a shit. I was just like, oh, oh, oh well, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I like, at that point, it's like, oh, I'm, like, here now. I'm, like, I'm that comfortable because before that, you know, it, it, you know, as a performer, it's like you're just you're very aware of everything, like how you're dressed, like how yes. you sing, you know, like you're tense, you're sweaty, you're all of this. But as soon as you can kind of go up there and just be free you know, that's when you can start really working on who you are as a performer. And so, Joe, who, uh, what would you say uh, has been the most 
influential to you in for your music career? Who would you say? Oh. Is it going to be Kelly again? Uh, <laughs> it's no. Kelly. All my answers are Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Just Kelly. <laughs> it's just Kelly, which is but sweet. The funny part of th- is I've been in two bands. So the first band I was in, they were... Uh, What's what's the right word for it? They were sticklers on the music that they listened to, mm. which kind of uh, limited my exposure to music as well. All right, so uh, it's the kind of people where if you listen to a song, they would just say, "Ew, you listen to them? Yes. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> so it was all about uh, Ian Curtis. It's all about. Uh, what's it called? Nico and the Velvet Underground. It's mm. about uh, these odd bands from back in the day, like nothing mainstream, nothing that I w- would have heard of. Or wanted to listen went, to. Yeah. Well, yeah. But <laughs> so that's really what influenced my music at the beginning. Yeah. And that really limited what I was playing. Yeah, because you're playing all this like um, avant-garde, you know, yeah, experimental exactly. stuff that that barely has a, a beat to it, and you, and then now, okay, go play some pop. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? Yeah. So then, uh, after I started playing with Kelly, I started like I, I used to listen to more music, but I just wouldn't play. And then I started listening to more people, and the more people I listened to, the more drum beats I started stealing off people, and. <laughs> That that's really paved the road for me. Yeah, well, I think that's how it is for everybody. <laughs> We're just all out here stealing as much as we possibly stealing can. Riffs. I'm but, gonna uh, lurk. Well done, WSEG. Oh, thank you, Davey. Have a great day. Have a great lurk. Take care, Davey. Bye. It wasn't love. anyone specifically. I have to say, like, it wasn't one band specifically. I didn't have this aha moment that Kelly had. Mm. Well, but but you did sort of have this. Um, renaissance spirit well (laughs) no you had an interesting because like me and you had kind of a similar way of coming up because when i was coming up when i was young and and playing my my instrument my bass um it was uh i was in this really experimental freestyle band where we'd never had anything really planned we just went up for 40 minutes and just played in a key we'd pick a key and we just play right and that's how and like jazz fusion and Miles Davis was the only thing you could listen to, or it's you're an idiot and you don't know what the fuck's going on. So you know, I was very judgy too. You know, I and I was one of those people where it's just like, oh, if you don't listen to jazz fusion, if you don't listen to Weather Underground, then you Weather Underground. That's not that's a that's a terrorist organization. Uh, no, the <laughs> Weather Report. If you're not listening to Weather Report and Wayne Shorter, then you ain't shit. You know, it's like it was really stupid. I actually got to talk to an amazing bass player. Last week, his name is Michael Manring, who studied under Jocko, and and like I told him that same thing, and he was like, "Yeah, I was the same way." You know, like like it like we all go through this thing when you're like, you get really into what you're doing, and you get really, yeah. especially when you're young, it's like you you're always sort of I, not always, but you're you're uh, you're you're just sort of into this little bubble that you created for yourself, and then it gets popped, and then. Well, then you finally, then you figure out there's way more to the world than just fucking jazz fusion and and and, and fucking John Coltrane playing out a key. It's like it's it's, it's there's more to it, you know. So, um, I don't know. It, it's it, it, 
I feel that. I feel that a lot. So you had sort of this uh, this this weird sort of entry into music where it sort of allowed you to go in in this free form freedom. Like you had the freedom to sort of go in and sort of be and do whatever you wanted. And then you sort of had to rein it in after a while because, well, not all music is. It's like, you know, there's music that goes straight forward and has a bass line and stuff. Kind of. I would say the other way around. Really? To be honest with you. Really? Because uh, the kind of music that they were playing, the drum beats were straight four fours. Mm-hmm. If I really wanted to get exciting, I'd go into a three four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, like so. Velvet Underground wasn't really like crazy off polyrhythm or rhythmic at all, really. No. They, they were really chill. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So. I got it all wrong, folks. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it's, it's the same idea. We're just on different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, well, there you go. I, I hope that worked for you, King Danbreaker. I, I, I don't know if that was... I hope that tied your loose ends up. Uh, we already did that one, Cartagena. And, oh, well, we didn't ask Joe. Joe, waffles uh, or pretzels? Now, not, not the bullshit little cracker pretzels. We're talking about fresh baked, fresh pretzels. Yeah, I know, I know. I heard you guys. So pretzels, you can dunk in cheese, which is fantastic. Yeah, 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 I know. But they can, all I'm saying is pretzels can't hold maple syrup, right? Yeah. So. Well, you could dip it in maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Why <laughs> is that? What? I've only had salty pretzels. Fair so enough. salted. You could, you could put cinnamon and sugar on pretzels as well, my friend. So so judgy. You know, it's a good start. I can finish another time. <laughs> <laughs> like these answers don't guess don't up answer it. my question <laughs> oh well i'm sorry king Dambreaker. I, th- I thought i had it for you king Dambreaker, are you a um are you a uh a a, a, a writer for a uh like an online publication because i'm looking for press and uh if you want to dm me like your rates on write-ups and stuff we might be able to work together just saying, if you're interested, uh, dubstep or tap, dubstep or tap dance from Marianne. Ooh, dubstep. Dubstep. <sighs> it's I know, I know. Okay, hold on, maybe tap dance. Now, now that you're saying it, I might go back to tap I don't dance. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna go with tap dance. Like river dance is actually really cool. <laughs> Oh, you're thinking. I'm thinking Gene music, Kelly. And the music yeah. is like. I'm thinking of Savion Glover. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. Sure. Uh, no, we're in different corners. Yeah, yeah it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think tab dance is mine too. Dubstep is uh, just I just never uh, gotten into it. Uh, King Danbreaker, if you are interested in anything, I, let me know your rates or if you're interested in doing any kind of coverage of a music podcast such as this one, let me know. And uh, maybe we can work something out. Only if you're interested. But I have money and I'll treat you right. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so here we go. Call me sober for two months. Have you got any one of these? Wait, have you got any one of these nuts? Or has any one D's nuts to you? Oh, have you gotten any one of with a D's? Have you gotten anyone with a D's nuts? So like, have you ever asked D's someone nuts? that joke? You know, like, 
what are these? And they're like, what? Uh, what? And they're like, these nuts. You never did that to anybody? I don't think I have. I think I have not. Okay. There you <laughs> I go. Mean, you're talking to someone who's never Rick rolled anyone. You didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Listen, I don't make up these questions, all right? I just I just read them. I just read them. Thank you, Call Me Sober, for two months. That was something. It's okay, Kelly. Or, or has anyone deezed nuts to you? Have you ever been deezed nuts? I think maybe. Really? Maybe I would do it if I knew it. But, but I'm saying, know. have you ever experienced a deezed nuts? Has everybody said, look at these? And you're like, what? Deezed nuts. Why do I feel like you've said that? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know I have. I have definitely said that to people. <laughs> that is a part of my culture. I don't culture, know. Son. I don't know. I can't. I do not have a specific memory of it, and I don't think it happens frequently enough to me okay. for me to have a memory. I, I wouldn't. You know what? You guys are Canadian. I wouldn't expect that out of you guys. You guys are very polite Ooh. to each other, and you. No, it wasn't <laughs> a slight. You guys are polite, and like you guys, you're not ones for these nuts kind of jokes. You know, you're not for. <laughs> Not with not with a leader like Trudeau. Not with a good-looking man like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Marianne, I'm really happy I'm not the only one who just learned about it last year. Joe what? saying that to Kelly is a totally different content. <laughs> Fair enough, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the most overrated artist in mainstream pop right now? Overrated? Mm. Overrated, wow. Oh. Billie <laughs> Eilish? No. Who's... <laughs> Who's the one who um, who whisper sings all the time? Is that? I think that's Billie Eilish. Okay, I, I just, <laughs> look. I don't. I, I don't know enough about. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I like that album. I like Billie Eilish. I do. But... I, so <laughs> I really do. The music's really, really great. It's very, very, very catchy. There's no doubt about it. But, but you think I they're just, overrated? There's, there's just something about the whisper singing that I'm not huge on. It's fine. You're allowed. You're entitled to your opinion for now. Yeah. For that, now. Until Tradow says no. Tradow. Um, How about you, Joe? Yeah, I think... There's this one girl on TikTok. I'm trying to remember what the hell her name was. But <laughs> What's a TikToker? What's a TikToker? Well, she's on Instagram too, so that ages me. But um, Is that mainstream pop? It is because apparently she had like the most likes or some stupid shit like that. Bella Porch. That's her name. Bella Porch? I think so. Bella Porch. She's, I think she's overrated. Bell oh, this is Bella Porch fan. Wait, is she like a? Is she like an Asian girl? I don't think she's. Maybe I don't know. Oh. You don't even know this poor girl. You're yeah, judging her. You don't even on. know anything about. No, her. that's not. God. What I, I don't know if she's Asian or not. But if you Google her name, she's oh, right Bella there. Thorne. Bella Thorne. Bella Porch. No, no. I said no, Bella no, Porch. No. I did say Bella Porch. No, Joe. No, I said Porch. that. Oh, is it Bella Thorne? Uh, no. Oh, it is not. Okay. Inferno. Well, this is definitely she seems clearly like, not mainstream. Does she say? Yeah. Okay. Can we can we keep it mainstream, Joe? Is there any way? I don't know. I, I don't know anything about. Was. I don't know anything no. about Canadian mainstream, but can we keep it to like U.S. This mainstream? girl. I can't yeah. see that, Joe. Just just put just put that up. That girl. No. It, oh, that's no. not a girl. That's Change. just words. That's that's, that's his private email. <laughs> um. Oh, that's definitely not the girl I saw. So, how do you spell her last name? 
There, Scap has it. Porch. Oh, oh, I see. We're gonna go and judge her ourselves. I want you guys to know this. <laughs> Joe's mainstream, okay? What <laughs> Pete? Oh, she's all over Instagram. The, the question is mainstream, and Joe's going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> underground TikTok. Look, look, hold up. <laughs> she's the hold best up. TikToker ever. There, there was a song on Sirius. I heard it. In Paris, the past few days, Sorry, I've guys. been eating a lot of good food. Oh, shut up! No one cares about food. <laughs> This is a this is a commercial, okay? I just want to hear her like live or something. We have to judge live. It's it's not the same. So here's her. Here's Bella, everybody. Just in case you're wondering, let's hear what she. I'm just gonna copy and paste since I suck at typing. Uh, and then we'll go into YouTube and just see if we can find something live and get uh, DCMA'd. Let's see if we can do that. Alive. Uh, um, she don't do live. Is oh, it so you that you don't like the song, Joe? Or like, why do you hate her so much, Joe? It's the same reason why Kelly doesn't like Billie Eilish. Oh, the whisper singing. Oh, yeah. here we go. Uh, Yo, what's good, Tristans and Tristfam? Of course, I would never. Today's video. So he's gonna judge her singing. Ew. The singing. Look, I singing though. Oh. Okay, no, okay, actually, just let me see. All right. Hierarchy, let's go. Oh, my God, I love that little line. This is really good. God, Joe, why are you beating up on this little girl? Like, she's really good. Jeez, Joe. I'm not beating up on it. I'm pretty sure Billie Eilish can sing that too. Right? <laughs> all she publishes is whispers. <laughs> okay, well, there you go, folks. This is Joe's. Joe is going to punch down on this little girl, and um, that's fine. That's okay, you know? He's a grown man. That's okay. He can do that. It's as right as a Canadian. Man, person. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next oh question because we have we have a bunch of questions here. Uh, oh, this is from Skittle Farts, and I'm sorry that this is an hour later, everybody. But you know, in a simple small act, how do you think people in chat can make a small ripple of change towards social justice in the next week, perhaps? It's a good question. It's a big question. <laughs> yeah, Kelly's face was just like. <laughs> How do we do this? Welcome you, to Joe's you... Punch Down. <laughs> Joe's Punch Down Party, baby. Build it. Build a bitch. That's little. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No. Oh no. I was just reading chat. Please, Skittle asked that. Yes. What are the so the little things that someone can do in chat to? How do you think people in chat can make a small ripple of change towards social justice in the next week, perhaps? I can start. Um, be nice to people. Um, if you run into, if someone maybe online is saying something you don't agree with uh, and you want to engage, uh, maybe start with um, like commonalities 
instead of being like, this is why you're wrong and I hate you or you're a piece of shit. Um, we could start with that because I think the biggest thing right now is is like trying to make connections with people because of the device, the, the vision that's around all around our country. I don't know. Is, is a lot of people divided in Canada right now? Especially over like ma vaccines and masks and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. There's yeah. So here. there's a lot of division. So you know maybe go in with an empathetic heart. That's what I would say. Go out with an apathetic heart. Um, maybe that is a start in a small step, is a small ripple towards social justice because there's no justice when people are just screaming at each other and nothing's getting done. All that's happening right now is that we're getting taken advantage of by fighting each other by powers that be. That's all that's happening right now. It's like as we fight each other, they're putting policies in the place that are going to ruin our children's future and all this crazy shit. So I think the thing that we need to choose is, is to not fight each other, but go after the people who are actually trying to oppress us. And I, I don't I know there's people who are trying to oppress other people. There's no doubt. But um, I, I think just going out with an empathetic heart and being open to other people's ideas is one small way you can go out there and, and you know, make a difference because the adding to the, the division is not doing anything for anybody's movement. No one's getting anywhere, really. I mean, if you look at it, where how far have people gotten? The BLM movement, how far has that gotten since last year? In fact, BLM is protesting vaccines right now in New York City, so... You know, how far has that gotten? I'm not trying to disparage BLM or any movement, but I am saying think about what's happened in this last year and how much has really changed. And that should inform you on how much this division is doing for any of us. And eat more poutine. But please, I would love to hear your... Uh, you're, uh, well, I think, yeah, it's interesting because you're the last part of what you said is kind of, I think the reason why I have such difficulty answering the question is I, I think I have a very... Just negative, um, jaded. jaded is probably a good word, outlook on what it takes to actually make change. And yeah. so when, or to make something like that happen. And so, although for sure, a large number of small acts can make a big difference. It's very hard for me to sort of conceptualize, um, a situation where someone can say something in chat that would actually start to make it, especially for social justice. I mean, for sure, for sure, if you're talking about a, an individual streamer and you want to make something, you want to make their day better, there are so many things that you could do. But in terms of actually being able to affect social change through someone saying something in chat, <laughs> eating poutine, is um, it's... It's it's really difficult for me to 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 see to just to to think of something. Um, I mean, I suppose if you um, you know make sure that you, it, it, in terms of picking who you want to watch, um, maybe in certain ways to amplify certain voices potentially is is something. Um, uh, but I. I I and I cannot come up with an answer for the life of me. Come up with an answer to that question. Skittles, scouts. <laughs> there you, Skittles. Did this to it? Oh, there. It's a great question. It is. Um, it is because the. I mean, especially with all these hate raids that have been happening. You know, yes. fortunately they've been slowing down or stopped, but. You know, with all these hate raids that are going on in in Twitch itself, it, it's you know any little kind of 
friendly thing you can say to people is just nice. You know, I think it's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what you could say in chat to, to, you know, to promote social justice is just, uh, I think I could just expand on what I was saying earlier is just be nice in chat. And if said someone says something that does you don't agree with, um, there, there is one thing you could do if you do end up starting to argue in chat is, is maybe take it off chat because you got to remember that you're part of a community and that, that yes. people, that it reflects the streamer, whatever's going on, especially if you're in a place of like, like a, as a mod, or if you're in a place of, of a VIP setting an example. So always being positive. That's one thing I had to learn being a mod in Reina's chat was that she's a very positive person and I can be very just pessimistic. And so <laughs> I've had to like really readjust how I communicate on him. And if it's going to be something where you can't agree with somebody, Take it off chat. Be like, okay, either end it, end the conversation with them, or if you need to keep talking to them, take it, take it to whispers. You know, be like, hey, let's whisper this. Let's take it. You know, like, or send them yes. a whisper and be like, hey, let's not talk about this on chat. Let's talk about it here where you know we can get to it because 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 I don't like the idea of people not talking to each other either. I don't like the idea of just shutting the conversation down because that does nothing to solve anything other than just reinforce and embolden people's already the way that they are already thinking. Right. They don't you, think, yeah, they'll never think different. Right. And so you need to be able to talk to them and show that you're willing to talk to them and, and, and that you're willing to have an open conversation, but you also, you know, you have, you can, you, you stand your own ground, of course, but you have to also, you know, be willing to open and to listen. And, and I think that's a big thing that no one's doing, that a lot of people are choosing not to do right now is to shut down conversations because they don't want people's feelings to get hurt. But, but these, but these feelings that people are having and these things that people are expressing are not going to go anywhere by shutting down the conversation, they're just going to embolden these these thoughts and whether it's wrong thinking or their social justice thinking, whatever it is, you're only going to embolden their ideas by shutting down the conversation because they'll be like, oh, look, they can't even talk to me because they're just so up their own ass. Look, fuck them. Fucking, you know, fucking, <laughs> fucking Republicans, fucking idiots, you know, like whatever. I just laugh at that. Well, I mean, you could definitely do that, PP. I mean, th that works, <laughs> but it, I don't know how much it's going to solve anything. I, I could only imagine that will embolden their ideas and make them angrier. But hey, whatever works for you, bud. I, I'm not here to judge. Um, okay, so how about you, Joe? What, what do you think is a small, uh, a small ripple of change towards social justice someone could do in chat? Or I, I mean, think you guys already covered it all. It's just oh, okay. be positive. He's <laughs> Right? You're just gonna piggyback off of our our answers, okay? Well, cool. no, I'm cool. just gonna cool, Joe. Look, you, cool. you, you like punching down reactive. on little girls and hold up, hold up. <laughs> so I googled her age because I was gonna say she's not a little girl, but she's 24, so yeah, that's pretty young. So she younger than uh, you, Joe? Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you guys are being reactive. I'm being proactive by saying <laughs> be positive. I'm not waiting for shit to come to me to be like, look, I'm gonna resolve this. Just be positive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We all have the job to make every stream great and every community safe or else we'll end up like Facebook. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, that's the one thing that's really nice about Twitch. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. And, and like, again, uh, if you are arguing with somebody in chat, remember, if you are a community member and you value your place in this community, in that community, then take the responsibility, take, be the bigger person and, and, 
you know, either, you know, shut it down or, or take it off chat because it is a reflection of the streamers. So we should always keep in mind that that when we step in or when we click on someone's stream and we step into a stream that, uh, you know, we're all here as a community representing each other. So it's not just, you know, it, you know, it, 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 there's always that one person that ends up in the community that was always saying that shit that's always like semi like bannable, but not bannable right. enough. You know, yes. you're just yes. like, and oh, they yeah. keep coming back and they just keep, they're just like a, like a weird fungus that just keeps growing back. And it's just, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you got to love them too. You got to love them too, because they're just, they just want attention too. We got to also remember that the internet is, is, is a, it, there's a lot of lonely people on the internet. And so we also got to remember that, you know, some people are just lonely and just need attention and they need it so bad that they'll fucking go in and be a troll. Sometimes. Yes, I mean, it's, I've never understood the troll, like the, the real trolling mm -hmm. situation. Like I've never understood. Not the what, humorous stuff. Not the, yeah, not the funny stuff. Like when people are kind trolls, but yeah. like when they're actually going in to streams and saying things that are yeah. malicious, terrible. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get it. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I get it only because like I used to make prank phone calls. I used to fucking do stupid shit. I used to go and vandalize and be an idiot. So like, I know, I know what that is. I know what it is to be like someone who lacks meaning in their life. And the and the and who's unhappy with who they are and who's right. uncomfortable with being a person out in the real world. I know what that's like. I I know what it feels to be fucking you know kind of an outcast of society and and you feel like you got to make a mark on it. And I get it, man. I get it. But you know it, it's we're all responsible to better ourselves every day. I think you know I don't think it's anyone else's responsibility but our own to better ourselves. And it's like every day you should be better than the day you were before. And I think that's what we should be telling people and not giving people fucking participation trophies. Anyway. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I th How dare you, Cartagena? <laughs> I don't know. Um, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I just. No, I uh, no. I, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if Skittles is still around, but no. I think specifically two Skittles because I, I, I know Skittles and I've seen Skittles in other chats. I think that what she does does um, bring quite a bit of positivity uh, into people's chats. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, at, at the opportunity to um, bring light to certain social things, uh, important social issues or, or, or things like that. I know that, you know, Skittles will take that opportunity um, um, to bring that to light and to, to say important things in chat. So whatever you're doing, Skittles, it is the answer to your question. Oh, turn it around, Adam. <laughs> turn it around, Adam. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that that's... Yeah, just be good. Just be nice, people. Let's just try to be nice and be understanding. Oh, Peepee, you got me again. <laughs> um, have you ever thought about quitting music? And this is from Cartagena. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Why? Uh, not not now, but I did. Yeah. So I, I yeah. For gay. So it, I think it was just because of all that toxicity that was attached oh, to it. And then yeah. I, yeah, I just got, it was like, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then I went to law school and I just didn't have <laughs> yeah. time. And, but it wasn't really the time. It was the like, 
because I could have made time. I yeah. just, I draw, I just stopped. I didn't, I wasn't enjoying it. I, um, I, and did I take your guitar with you? I did, but I was just like once in a while. That, um, that's sad, man. I, I, I can't stand it when like one person can kind of do that to somebody. I mean, this happened. It's happen incredible. It, it's, it's awful. And it's like how often it happens in like high schools or in elementary school or in the home where it's just like, you suck, stop. And you're like, oh, I guess I suck. Or, you know, or, or an art teacher is just like, eh, yeah, maybe you should think about doing something else for the rest of your life. You know, like yeah. little comments that just echo through a lifetime. You know what I mean? They yeah. just, it's awful. It and sticks. It's very weird. It and is. It's like, it's like it just especially when you there. Well, and especially when you get to a point where you're not that vulnerable, small person maybe that you were at the time that where you did just take it, not to call you a small person, but like. I've been there too, you know, like we've all been there in that position where you're just taking shit and it's just like, yeah, uh, you don't know, do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like, oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That um, is true, PP. I'm very small. Yeah. You, you are tiny. But, but yeah, people who fucking shit on people's dreams because of their own failures is just, it's just garbage mm. to me. And it's like, cause that bass player, I mean, he, he probably seemed like he was doing, but like, is that guy playing music still or did you guys ever? I have no idea. Cool. Well, no I mean, like, it, it just, people like that have a hard time keeping shit together anyways, you know? Like, once you hit a certain point, like, in a band, and you hit a certain point of success, like, that kind of behavior starts to become, like, just not unacceptable. It's hard when you're young, when you're young kids, and you're running around the country in a van, and you fucking, you're just working on hormones and, and fucking Doritos, you know? It's just like, you, you do fight with each other, and you do get in these bitch, little bitchy fits, but it's like... Uh, uh, you can kind of get through them if you know that there's something bigger going. But like, right. if you have somebody who's just shitting on you, you guys aren't really doing anything. Like, like you don't like what you're doing. You you don't enjoy it. There's no real success coming of it. Did you guys have success when you guys were playing out? Not, I guess the, not really. No, like we didn't. Um, we never really made any money. Um, we made enough to buy a printer. Hey! My printer one time. <laughs> so you could buy. So you could buy. So you could print out flyers. We no CDs. CDs, which we never did. <laughs> nice. We never. We didn't. We didn't uh, engage in marketing properly. And yeah. It just. Yeah. It, yeah there, it was it, just one of those. It, it, that's exactly bands. it. Yeah. It was just a really toxic place to be, and then there was no like substantial success to. Yeah. To keep to, it moving justify yeah because yeah. because yeah. you could deal with so much shit if you're making good money but if you're not making any money and, and you're not making anything beautiful if you're not making you know beautiful art and, and you're just sitting there eating shit you're just like nah <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you but no thanks <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and, and here's the thing once people get to that certain level of professionalism the people who who are like your your toxic base friend, they don't last. They don't last. Like playing in professional circles, you don't last if you're fucking not showing up on time. You're talking shit to other people. You're not a team player. You show up fucking whenever you feel like you show up with the songs half learned or you're making mistakes. Like, no, in professional settings, oh, that shit that. doesn't yeah. work. No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what were you, what were you mentioning? What happened? He used to do that shit too. 
just like oh. half learning a song because he's oh, just yeah. so good and didn't. It was right, just like, right. right. That's, that's the worth it. that's the thing. Like they're usually not good. They're usually the players who act like that are usually players who aren't good. And if you are good and you act like that, then you're just an asshole. And usually, don't. <laughs> you can still get work, but it's usually very few and far between. I mean, the way it's working now, it's like you really there's no room for dicks. I mean, there are obviously there's still assholes out there who play music because they think yeah. they're the best, and and they are. You know, they are. Some of them are the amazing musicians who have big egos who don't give a fuck but for the most part when you talk to these like background players and shit they are all humble people who are just very grateful for for what they have and the success they have and they worked really hard to get there and somebody who half asses it and only has judgment and criticism they aren't doing shit can I help you Saucy? oh Angel that's very kind what's going on bud why are you in here my my son just crawled in here like I wasn't gonna see him. Um, so so it was after dealing with that toxic asshole that you were like, For me, uh, yes. how about you, Joe? Is that the same? Are you in the same same bag? No, no, no. I I always played music casually. Oh, right. So yeah. I never. Oh, I, I never see. I see. Yeah, we're gonna get there. I see, Raina. Okay, thank you, Raina, for letting me know. Uh, for anyone who is a dick, there is an asshole, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, King Danbreaker. I appreciate that. Uh, that was from Cartagena. Uh, how how does it feel knowing so many of us enjoy covering your music? Aw, that's from Ant Hill. Kelly loves it. That is, yeah, it's, uh, it is like the, the highest um, compliment uh, that somebody would listen to a song and say i want to learn how to play that um it's like it's in it's an incredible feeling and i anytime anytime i sorry freaking allergies anytime you're you're doing uh, great somebody (laughs) somebody does it uh learns it and plays it and like it's it's like your heart goes up to here it's it's so um it's such a wonderful feeling so it's i can't I can't put that into words, how, how, how nice it is to know that uh, people don't just want to listen to it, but they want to actually play it, too. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. How about you, Joe? How do you feel when people are covering music that you help write? Oh, I actually really like it. <laughs> Except half the time I'm already playing drum beats played by other people. No, I kidding. actually really like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it show. is what it is. I, get, I really it's, like it's, it. It's uh, so again, like the, the community is very nice. And when you start hearing your music on other channels, it's it's rewarding. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. We're doing something right. Yeah. Right? yeah. And uh, you don't always get that playing live gigs. Yeah. Oh right. God. No, oh, you're talking you're... about like Twitch versus Twitch versus live. <sighs> what so. a freaking difference, huh? Yeah. What yeah. a weird yeah. and strange. Have you guys played any gigs since the pandemic and Twitch? Have you done no. any IRL? No. You're like fuck no. that shit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, we hadn't done any gigs for like uh, like ten years. Oh, okay. So you guys or are just eight, maybe a little less than ten. But... Okay, so the so Twitch was sort of a reinvigoration of, of yes, of yeah. your absolutely. Music. That's yeah. dope. That's so dope. Yeah. Uh, and then so what? What was it? The pandemic that was just like, hey, I'm gonna get on Twitch and start playing. Was that what got you guys into it? Yeah. Yeah. So really, it was because when the 
pandemic first hit, the courts shut down and there was mm. nothing. Oh, happening. yeah, that's right. You nothing lost your job, not- too. <laughs> I had no, nothing to do. It was like, uh, when is this going to end and what is going to happen? And it was sort of like, this would be a really great opportunity to uh, to uh, get back into music. And so so I just started. And then I remember asking um, Scap and Lego and Moon, who are my friends from high school, Aww. since high school, but also mods because they're so kind and they like, I decided to help me out. I just like started talking to them about it. And then we, you know, the idea of streaming came up and then Scap was like Twitch. And, and so, yeah, it was really the pandemic that made this happen. <laughs> Were, were you guys familiar with Twitch before you jumped on? Only for me, only I only thought it was like a, mm-hmm. a place for people, yeah, stream games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah it, it, it was crazy when when we got into it too, and we saw like how how insane the music the music category was, and how cool everybody was. It was just yeah, it's it wild. Uh, how long have you guys been playing mm-hmm. together? And this is from Cartagena. Yeah, since well, we only well, yeah, I guess if you because there was this big gap (laughs) of like eight or nine years, I would say since I was maybe 15 to about 22, Hmm. 21. I wasn't playing with you when you were 15. Six, okay, fine, 16 till 21, so five years, and then the pandemic. (laughs) So and then I guess we would play together once in a while in that sort of period of time, but very rarely. So maybe like, what, eight years? Like in total? Yeah. Less gap? Minus the gap. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. That sounds about right. Something like that. Something. Nice, nice. Range. Does Guitar Hero count? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> if you Love were on Guitar forever. Hero, if you were on Teams, <laughs> then yes, it counted. Um, okay, we got a would you rather from uh, Ant. So you can thank Ant for this. All right, I'm digging deep. I'm digging deep. I don't want it. And then and then we'll do a, a Baby Yoda interview here. Oh. Uh, and that's right after Would You Rather. <laughs> uh, let me see what we got. Um, <laughs> Okay, this is good. Oh, gosh. It's the first one I grabbed, okay? It's the first one I grabbed. I don't even know what the B is. I just grabbed... I just... Okay, this is for both of you. Uh, or maybe we should do one for each of them. How about that? How about <laughs> we'll do one for Kelly and one for Joe? Kelly, would you rather have your private parts be your Facebook profile pic or <laughs> have pictures of your private parts be the first... 20 hits you see when you Google yourself. <laughs> I'm going to go with Facebook because I don't use Facebook. So let it be a picture of my, my private parts. It's, eh, it's Facebook. Right. I don't care. <laughs> Not that I want it to happen, but if I had to choose. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> Kelly wants her private parts on Facebook. Okay, Joe, this is your cool turn. Topic. Let me let me get your card. I'm gonna get you your own card. I don't know if I like that one yet. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. Joe, would you rather go to heaven but the food sucks, or go to hell but the food is amazing? 
What do I do when I'm not eating? Um, I don't know. Burn. <laughs> yeah. You just burn when you're not eating amazing food. So, ooh. Well, that's a toughie. I mean, I, <laughs> eternal hell or eternal bliss, but shitty food. Hell, 100%. <laughs> How's that heaven? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would go with heaven too. I think I would go with heaven too. How about you, Kelly? I just want to know. Hell with good food or heaven with meh food or yeah. bad food? It's me it, it, The food's not that great. It's just okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with heaven because yeah. I imagine if hell is supposed to be what hell is, then it should be pretty damn Wait, Can I be bad. eating nonstop? Would, yeah, probably you're dead. Can well, I so see? Joe's breaking the system, so it's yeah, just he's pleasant. like, I'll just continuously <laughs> eat delicious food for the rest of your life, no, for I'm all of eternity, for all of eternity. But that's a hell of its own, right? Because like, all oh, the decadence, the yeah. yeah, Homer and the donuts. But Homer never got sick. That was the best part. Homer never got <laughs> never sick got of the no more, more, and he and the, and the devil and the dude was like, I've been giving him all day. He wants to. <laughs> Oh, I love Homer. <laughs> I love uh, Valhalla. That um, okay. That was a that was a, some good ones there. All right, <laughs> let's get our Baby Yoda interview on. Baby Yoda, are you there? Yes. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Maybe come a little closer to the mic on this side over here. Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. He's gone. Should we start a riot? Baby Yoda, are you there? Yes. Okay. Baby Yoda, how are you doing today, buddy? Pretty good. Yeah? What you been doing today? Mm, mostly just playing Yoda craft. Yoda craft? Damn. <laughs> Spacecraft. Yoda craft, whatever you want to call it. It's basically your craft, right? Yeah, it's yeah. basically just this our guy. Craft. Yeah, well, that's good, Yoda. Thank you so much. Uh, do you have a question for our guests today, Kelly Gates and Joe? Yes. What is your favorite type of color of sock? Oh, that's good. Okay, so what is your favorite color of sock? kind of socks do you guys like to wear? What color? Favorite? I think my favorite color of sock would be bright green. Ooh, bright green. Not <laughs> that's that's <laughs> nice, huh? Yeah, yeah I, that's really good. Just like Yoda. <laughs> really like Just like Yoda. <laughs> How about you, Joe? What color sock do you like? So, I would have to pick orange. Orange. I'm a big fan of orange. Orange. Do you like oranges? I do like oranges. I, I do like the color orange as well. Hmm. I like that. I'm wearing my Darth Vader socks now, though, but I do. Oh, we don't like that, do we, baby? <laughs> He's wearing Darth Vader socks. What do we do about that? Oh, no. I got a lightsaber and just beat him up That's with, with our blue right lightsaber. Oh, that's blue. I'm going back to orange. I'm going back to orange. <laughs> there you go. You, you just scared him back into orange socks. So there you go, baby Yoda. <laughs> Thank you very much. You, you've, you've turned another 
from the dark side to the force. Way to go, Baby Yoda. You're just killing it. And also about <laughs> Orange. I actually used to be at Mars. I used to live at Mars. Oh, I nice. didn't know that. Well, there you go. Speaking of Orange, he used to live on Mars. <laughs> but, but now I live on Uranus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was that a joke, Baby Yoda? No, seriously. No, I just... Was that a little baby joke, Baby Yoda? I, that's where I live when I'm not here. Oh, okay. okay. Fair yeah. enough. On my anus. All right. Uh, uh, do you guys... <laughs> Now, Kelly, Joe, do you do you two have a question for Baby Yoda? Do what's your favorite song, Baby Yoda? Oh, Ooh, good that is a good question, Baby Yoda. What is your favorite song? Uh, is it Cantina? Well, my mom and my dad are, make music, so I, I guess I'd say their music. Oh, that's nice. Oh, wow. I bet they sound Very nice. They sound like genius talented musicians and creators. They sound <laughs> like they're just like out of this world, like across the universe, insanely genius. And also they both love pizza. Oh. Ooh, nice. that's pizza. a winner right there. Space pizza though. It can't be it can't be some Space. earth. Not regular pizza. pizza. Yeah, it can't it be is. some regular ass pizza. I live on Uranus. How would how would someone get <laughs> Yeah, very fair. Fair. It's some Uranus pizza. <sighs> Baby Yoda, thank you so much for coming by and spreading your words of wisdom. Do you got any last words before you go? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Pop them in there, bud. If you guys ever make it to to Uranus, I'll probably be at Hades when you get there. <laughs> Sounds good. Be what? Sounds good. We'll find you. At Hades? Yeah. Oh, Hades. Okay. It's a planet that you guys don't really know of yet. It's, oh, sorry. It's pretty far okay. away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, okay. it's undiscovered by Earthlings, but Yoda's been there a bunch of times. Okay, that's how you know Rain and Mystique and We Speak English Good are doing good parent work. No, <laughs> no, this is Baby Yoda. We didn't give birth to Baby Yoda. This is Baby Yoda. So this is not this is not saucy. This is Baby Yoda. So that's a good Baby Yoda. <laughs> okay, well, Baby Yoda, thank you so much. You have a great day and time playing spacecraft or Yoda craft or whatever you called it. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye, baby Bye. Yoda. Thank you. All right. Have fun on Hades. <laughs> Have fun on Hades. Uh, there you go. Baby Yoda interview. That uh, uh, Another success. Another success. Oh, my God. Damn it. Cartagena. Uh, let me do that in a little bit. Um, we got a he wants a sad boy summer, so we'll we'll have to wait for a second. Uh, how old are you? Cartagena wants to know, and we'll just ask both of you. At least 19. What? Yes. <laughs> 19. I'm I could 31. tell. 31. 31. Yeah. I'm 35. Oh, nice. I'm doing the math in my head, folks. <laughs> doing the math. <laughs> it's only four years. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, perfect. Uh, well, I figured baby baby Yoda today was best buds, but with, so oh, uh, with Saucy Nuggets, so it's proximity thing. Yeah, uh. you you would think that, but, you know, Baby Yoda's in space. I guess I'm in space right now in my space matrix. Look, <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, okay, here we go. When you make a song, is it more important if you like it or if other people like it? Ooh, damn, Papa, sweet. How dare you come in here and ask better questions than me? Son of a bitch. <laughs> 
That's why he has his own podcast, um, Casual Cognition, anywhere you stream your podcast. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that's a great question. It is a good question. Um, I think, so it's definitely, to me, I think it's a really, really important that we, or that I, I guess Joe too, enjoys playing Yeah, I'm in line with that. Um, because we, for us, like writing music and making it together is a, like is a really fun aspect of our relationship. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if people request it, meaning they, I would imagine, like it at, to some extent, <laughs> um, I I want to I want to enjoy playing it. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it, it's it, probably more important that we enjoy it. And if other people like it, that's I mean, obviously, that means the world. Um, but because we're because music is part of us, I think it's really important that we that you know that I actually enjoy playing the song rather than trying to write something that I think other people will like. It's like changing who you are to please other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is us. <laughs> this is us. Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> it is what. It is what it is. No, that's a great answer because there are artists out there who might find like, you know, success on whatever level, you know, whether it's like regional or internet success or TikTok or, you know, massive success on a mainstream stage. Uh, They get to that point where they found their success. They found that, you know, they had their hits. And now it's like, are we going to be placating to what the audience already likes or are we going to continue down whatever, you know, this road of artistry leads us? Or are we going to, you know, stagnate it and just be like, no, we're going to stay here and we're going to play the same hits over and over again. And, and then these artists, especially, you see this happen all the time, is like they'll, they'll just try to recreate the same fucking song over and over. Like like right. Smash Mouth. How I many, was just going to say. How many songs <laughs> did all how many songs did they put out that sound just like All Star trying to recapture yeah. and rebottle that magic and it's just not and and unfortunately you see what the end result of that is exactly. chasing that is some guy drunkenly screaming at the audience, you know, barely hanging on by a thread and you know, you could obviously tell that they stopped trying to create and they were just only trying to recapture something that happened yeah. and and that's sad and and that and i feel like you have to as a human being as an artist and as someone who does art i feel like you definitely have this intimate relationship where as your art grows or as you grow as a human being they should be growing together as well and um you know like i just feel like when one stops it affects the other and I just think that's just sort of the duality of an artist is like you're you got you got to find some weird balance. And it always surprises me when all these people who leave lead these like insanely chaotic lives, like 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 Charles Bukowski found success after like you know fifty years of writing about how drunk he is, you know. But you know, in his sixties, he was able to drive around in a, in a Mercedes. But you know, that's a long time to just be, you know, like it's a long time to just be yourself and try to make it as yourself when it's not working. I mean, the tenacity, you know, (laughs) I'm scared of ABBA coming back. (laughs) Me too. Dancing queen. That's like my uh, go-to karaoke song. Love it. I've always turned down like a billion dollar contract to tour. Who? ABBA. They might have. They might have. I mean, I, I always give it up. Of money. 
it's like when you look at like the Dave Chappelle situation, and I'm not saying what he's going through now, but I'm saying like when back in the day when he walked away from fifty million dollars because of his he was sticking to his scruples and he was sticking to his morals right. and he was he was sticking to it. He could have easily just kept on making the same old jokes, the making the same like you know questionably racist jokes over and over again. I'm not calling his jokes racist. I'm just, I love this Chappelle show and I love Dave Chappelle, but you know, like we all know how controversial he can be. I'm just saying, yes. you know, like it, he, uh, he walked away from $50 million because he would have rather been able to live with himself as a human being because he knew if he was going to compromise his art, he was compromising himself and, right. and going forward. That's, that's a hard thing to swallow, you know? So, you know, he, he kept his integrity and and that's that's a lot of what's missing everywhere. <laughs> but you know, anyways, great great question, great answers. Um, let's see, we got another would you ant hill with his <coughs> would you rather's. Ant hill. Oh, there you. All right, we have. Well, so here's what we got. Here's what we got, guys. It's getting late, and I know I told you guys two hours, and we're going to Tigrity, Tigrity Farms, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, do you guys feel up to playing a song? Do you guys feel up to it, or would you rather just end it and, and call it a day? I'm on the drums already. Either. Thank e you for the question. Either either way, I have to perform too. So. <laughs> Maybe it's, I'll, it's up to Joe. I'll let Joe decide. I okay. will leave it up to you. Okay. Who Good are on. you talking to, Joe? What to you? Oh. You speak English. Good you Okay. Here we go. Kelly, would you rather have sex while wearing a parka when it's a hundred degrees out, or would you, or would you rather have sex in an igloo during a snowstorm at minus ten? And I, I'm guessing they're going by Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. Um, Celsius. Or wait a second, is that Celsius and not Fahrenheit? Is Fahrenheit you guys and Celsius is us? No, we're, we're Celsius. Celsius. You guys are Celsius and I'm Fahrenheit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's a Fahrenheit. Or yeah, Fahrenheit. So I don't know what yeah. that is in Celsius, but very cold. I'm going to go with cold. You'd rather be cold than hot. Yeah, because... She's being Canadian. too yeah Canadian being too hot makes me not want to do anything <laughs> Parker all day sounds but why is Kelly getting all the sex <laughs> questions I, it, I'm just picking <laughs> I'm just picking random here okay you know you want me to find a sex one for Joe we'll find a sex That's one for a Joe sex bucket right there hold oh, on gosh. I'm finding the sexy one for Joe okay here we go Joe would you rather have a porn oh Papa Sweet thank you so much for those hundred biddies I appreciate you my friend Joe, would you rather have a porn parody made of your life or wow. have a movie made of your life starring the crappiest Baldwin brother? Well, I guess that wasn't that sexy. Mike is flirty. No, I am not. I'm happily married. <laughs> I prefer the porn. Yeah. Joe wants the porn. Yeah. Oh, see the look on his face. Yeah, there he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Porn? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that fucking hot tub there? Get out of there, hot tub. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was great. That was great. Great answers. Oh, okay. definitely take the porn. <laughs> definitely take the porn. Yeah. The excitement. I was, oh yeah, porn baby. The wall? Every time somebody walks in, I'd have a story. I was like, hey, I've Joe's seen the just gonna play life. it for all the guests. <laughs> you know what? He's uh he's setting a precedence. He's setting a precedence. <laughs> um, okay. So do you guys want to do your song first or do you want me to do my song first? 
Your show, you tell us what yeah, you want. Yeah, you I feel like people want to see you guys end the show, so why don't I do my stupid thing and then you guys do your amazing thing? The crappiest no. Baldwin brother can still be in it it's as true. well. Yeah, it's true, PP. Exactly. Star. It could be the best of both worlds, everyone. All right. I'm not sure I'm going to frame that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will do my crappy performance, and then these guys will do their awesome performance. And this is for Cartagena. Damn you, Cartagena. But here we go. It's been a sad summer, folks. Very sad indeed. <sighs> you know, with all the division in this world. And, you know, with all McDonald's don't have the McRibs out yet. Super sad. So, you know. Oh, shit. I got to do this first. My God. I didn't even do that right. Okay. Well, give me a second. I, 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 that, that was a big setup for nothing. <sighs> no McRibs. Very sad. Very sad indeed. Makes me want to sing a song about it. Fresh. My girlfriend just broke up with me on TikTok and I broke my crock strap. They're so convenient. I'm locked out my house and it just started pouring and my tire is flat. Triple H is right It's gonna be a boy summer. It's gonna be a sad boy summer. It's gonna be sad boy summer. It's gonna be sad for summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The waiter said, Enjoy your food. And I smiled and said, Thanks, you too. We used to wear outfits that matched that. Now my laundry's an avalanche. Causes allergies. It's gonna be a sad boy summer. It's gonna be sad boy summer. It's gonna be sad boy summer. Oh, it's gonna be sad boy summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Mr. Fizzy. I need a fresh pair of Grundies. Dear Mr. Fizzy, I need a fresh pair of Grundies. I'm so sad I pissed myself. I need some Grundies. It's gonna be sad. Boy Summer. It's gonna be sad. Boy Summer. It's gonna be sad. Boy Summer. It's gonna be so sad. Boy Summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be sad. All right. There you go, Cartagena. Thank you for spending those points on that. Um, okay, guys. So let's uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's all let's all turn our attention to uh, today's guests, Joe and Kelly Gates. 
<laughs> is it Joe Gates? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he take on your last name? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Mighty, mighty. Thank you for those 200 biddies. All right. I'm Joe Gates. All right, guys. I'm going to turn it over to you guys. And uh, yeah, again, this is Zoom, everybody. So, you know, we have to take it for what it is, folks. It's Zoom. And so the audio is not going to be the greatest, but I still love that we get a live performance. So let's get at it. Sorry, oh no no that's what I did at the top too I was like ah, I think it's time for t- it's a it's a hype train let's let's tune my guitar let's tune the guitar <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, okay what, what can you, you hear wanna... distortion yeah is this distorted oh yes indeed it is okay one time we did this and it absolutely was not and it was pretty funny. You might have to but uh, that your guitar was pretty loud so maybe your vocals might need to come up but I don't know. It might be just the zoom thing so. It might just be yeah yeah it might just be that I'm not yeah. singing. yelling singing. <laughs> you <Yeah>. can yell. <laughs> um, I know I'm chill. Okay so what do you want to play? I told you. Streets burn? Okay so let's do this. Song. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can hear the drums.
All right. That was awesome. Oh, they're going nuts. They're going nuts for you. There's all the clappies. There it is. <laughs> My God, that was so awesome. Thank you guys so much for that. That was great. Um, and and that that's your latest single, right? Uh it's it's uh no no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, no, no, no. I I mean I, I have it on SoundCloud as a work in progress recording. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, because. Yeah, yeah. I I only I thought that was because uh uh, uh because Raina did the song. Um, for oh, something, yeah, I think the, the timing time. was just perfect. For that. Yeah, but what, what if, if you guys don't mind, what what does that song mean to you? Uh, <laughs> Kelly, let me turn up. Let me turn up. Kelly, answer this one. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, please, please. Uh, Kelly, help. Kelly, help. <laughs> uh, um, it's so I, I, for me, the the song is really about how the current system perpetuates um, uh, racism. And I'm speaking, it, it's mostly from the perspective of um, the, the criminal justice system, because that's what I know. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've sort of been exposed to <clears throat> when I'm working. Um, not me personally. Um, but um, so it, it's, it's, that's what the song is about. It's sort of like, you know, when when government structures, when, when, um, you know, people who make the rules and the laws, as we were talking about before, um, make rules and laws that impact on people in ways that they don't understand and that tend to impact on people who um, are of a specific race, um, you know, it, 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 and I completely lost my train of thought, but. <laughs> well, you're just, um, you're describing your song and what it means to you. I mean. Yeah, so. I, it, it, it's it's basically a, a, a call out of like, you, you know, you have to realize at this point in time that what is happening, it, you can't deny it anymore. It, this is happening and the rules you're making are causing these problems. And we've seen way too much of the same sort of people making uh, decisions, uh, important decisions. We see too much of the same rules being put into place that are impacting on um, black people in a way that is, that that is harmful um and we have to recognize that this is happening and it has to stop and so when i'm talking about streets burn it's sort of like you know the, like if it weren't for that nobody would listen mm. yeah I, I i i mean there are so many different types of activism and but i think like if it were not for you know certain events taking place Nobody would listen. Sometimes it just, that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes flipping the fucking table over and being like, what the fuck is going on here? Some, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So. Awesome. It's sort of an, it was just out of sort of, it's anger, but I think it's also, there's a little bit of hope. I love, I, by the way, I love how you like change, like when you start playing music. I love how it like turns. <laughs> is that how, is that what happens when you're like lawyering too? Like do your face, does your face just get like, like do you just like furrow your brow and just dig in? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> you, you totally. Not quite, not quite as much, not quite yeah. as much. I'm still a little bit 
timid um, a but, little bit. But when well, you, it's definitely much more formal. Well, when, maybe Joe has. I mean, a I saw you. I saw that anger coming through in that song. I mean, it's so cool to see you sort of transform from you know, not, you know, who you transform into your like rock Kelly. You know, from <laughs> from you know just sitting here kind of anxious Kelly to like like yeah, yeah. going for it. Yeah, I like it. It's awesome. And that's what I love about music is like that you can <laughs> Kelly smash. Then apologize. That's <laughs> basically it. Yes, Uru, that's, that is correct. Ah! I'm sorry about that, guys. I don't know what came over. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Table flip. Now let me put it back up. <laughs> I, uh, I I uh, no, I love that. That's what I love about music and and like performing and and the performance of it is like you really do get to be something you're not. And like you really, mm-hmm. once you do find that freedom, it, it is it it's freeing in a way because like, you know, like you said, you you you're you, who you are. But like once you're on stage, like you get to be anything and anybody, and like your true essence can really shine through. And then, you know, once you get off stage, you can sort of let your, you know, let your your psychopathy sort of take over and then, you know, <laughs> be weird and whatever, you know, nervous and stuff, which me, too, uh, that's me too. I'm terrible. It's like off stream. It's like, I'm, I'm quiet and sweaty and, and I, yes. you know, yeah. so it's like, I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, it's a different, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, I am who I am, but it's like, I, if I'm not around people I'm comfortable with, then it's just quiet, Mike sitting here. <laughs> Sweating. Yeah, I still get like low key anxiety when I'm going to like go to the to the checkout and buy something. <laughs> what, is, what are they gonna ask me? Am I gonna say something stupid? Oh my god! Like still, no, I, if there's a self checkout, I'm using the self checkout because yes, because I get lo- I get some like a little bit of anxiety. It's like I gotta I interact with somebody. I and feel I that, dude. At the gym, I'm always just like I hope no one's there. So when I walk by, there's not some weird time where I have to say hi or goodbye or something because <laughs> there's always this weird moment where like I'm walking out or walking in. And like I gotta say hi, and sometimes they don't say hi, and it's, oh, I don't know. I just I I like I won't go to my car. Like I will not walk back out to my car if I forget something. Like today I forgot my water in the car, and because I didn't want to face that person again and say hi, oh, <laughs> forgot my water bottle. <laughs> you know I had like, to do no. this. Yeah, I I just was thirsty. I just drank out of the fucking out of the the water fountain. Yeah, like a plebe. Rip water bottles, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucked at work, so I couldn't tune in much. No worries, Leon. I appreciate oh, you being awesome. here. Jesse, you know I love you. Yourself, check out for the win. Yeah. Being an yeah, artist is dope. Peace. We speaking is good. Yeah, for sure, man. Cultural Culture Chronicles. Are you a streamer? Are they, are, are, are the, are, is that your people? Is Culture Chronicles your, uh, your fam? Kelly? Are you, are you <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no. Culture no. Chronicles. Oh, I, I I I don't remember Culture Chronicles. Maybe you're in here. I, at least I don't remember, and I apologize. Yeah, I apologize too if I don't I don't yeah. if I don't remember Culture Chronicles. Are Are you a streamer? Oh, you look like you stream. What do you stream? Looks like oh DJ Selector Roots. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like me some fucking Roots reggae come with it all right guys well i appreciate you guys performing a song i appreciate you guys coming on the show is there anything you want to say promote or or talk about before we go i'm i think i'm good i don't know do you have anything um 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, of course. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, dude, no, it's totally fine. And, and Kelly already told me. I was like, dude, this is Thank you so much, Kelly and Joe. You guys are magnificent human beings. Go find Kelly streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kellygates47. Uh, it, it's just go get it. She's a defense lawyer with a mission. <laughs> no. Saucy's looking at me like, no, don't do that. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself, old man. Anyways, that's about it for me, guys. Saucy wants to play his game without being muted, so I'm going to let him. And um, I got other things to do, like edit this whole podcast really quickly so I can get out of here and head out to my next endeavor. So I will talk to you guys next time. Much love. Be good to your fellow human beings, everybody. HJ's for everybody. I'll be back next week with more Talky Talks. Bye.